Welcome everyone, you're listening to and perhaps watching Call the Argo. I'm your host, Pease Dollarese. Joining me in studio is Iggy Magnus. With one milk. With one milk. How's your milk? Technically black. Yes, I want black this week. Just to make sure? Make sure that you uh, you would get your coffee and not get a milk instead? Just get a warmer coffee. Uh, the the milk made it cold last week. Ah, got I it. wanted the warmer. Mine, mine's cold because it took me a while to get here, fortunately. <laughs> Not not a while to get here. A while to uh, park the car. <laughs> um, yeah, it snowed a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and of course uh, we're in part of town where they never removed the snow. They might be. There might still be snow from last year. The armpit of Montreal, yeah, as yeah, Mokon uh, alludes to. Factual, factual. Um, I'm gonna take this off because I can't hear anything. Ah, uh, uh, again. God damn it. Again. Um, I'm gonna bring my headset next week, and I think th- th- this wire is particularly bad. So. I also, Eagle's here. Hi, Eagle. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, I was playing with audio effects earlier. It was very funny. I had a, um, I, I heard a conversation today, and it got me thinking about because the way like the way we consume media is really different from how it was in the past. Like before, like if a show was a popular on Wednesday nights, on Thursday everyone would talk about it, right? Uh huh. Um, and. There are still sort of like culturally significant shows, uh, like for example, like The Last of Us is the thing that's like the thing everyone's watching, thing everyone's been. Isn't it White about. Lotus? White Lotus was before that. Okay. So like, there, there's I'm, I'm already late on White. Time, I'm right? already late on White Lotus. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you and I are doing too many things, and we're missing every. Yes. Day. Okay. <laughs> is what's happening, but um, so, and I started ta- ta- thinking about this. What's, what's like the 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 appropriate amount of time? where you can discuss spoilers. And I feel as though the more popular the show, the shorter the time is. Whereas yeah. you would think it's the opposite, right? Because like, you'd be like, well, everyone's going to watch it. And like, oh, no, no, but wait, don't, don't say anything. Listen, after three days, it's already been on the internet. It's on Twitter. There's right. memes it's about me- it. Yeah. You got you to you have your shit together for the top shows. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I was thinking, popular shows, popular movies, it's got to be like shorter. within a couple of days. And then if it's, if it's like a niche show, maybe a year or two. I think it also depends on the audience of who you're talking with. Like, for example, if I said, hey, did you watch the uh, latest episode of Last of Us? And you go, no, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, I'm clearly not going to spoil it for you. For right? sure. But like, let's say in my office, uh, there's uh, there's myself, a good friend of mine, and, and another dude that we're good friends with, too, who uh, all like... Wait, you have a job? What? You have a job outside of FEF? Yeah, I do. Trader. I know. It sucks. <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, my, my services are available if you could pay me more. Uh, but... And they, they were they were talking about Last of Us, right? And I and I thought, well, I can't say like guys stop talking about it because like <laughs> it's not fair to them. They want to have this conversation. I don't want to leave the room because I'm chilling with some friends, and and it's my responsibility to watch it, knowing that we all played the video game. We're all we all like similar stuff. So like, obviously, I, I, the expectation is that you've seen it. The, the expectation is on me to have watched it, right? I, I think there's also an element of because you're already aware of the plot and the story, it's not as spoilery as it would be for someone no. who doesn't know anything around this. That's not true. That's even more spoiler. You're so invested, you don't want to. Yeah, but like, you want to and- know how they did it, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. But it's not like, oh, um, I'm going to use a dated example here. Oh, I didn't know Darth Vader was Luke's father type of thing, Gross. right? Like, you guys say spoilers for Hey, hey. <laughs> 50 years, okay? That's but, 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 That would be a good one, right? Like, if, if if Star Wars came out today and that scene happened, within a week, all over Twitter, there's going to be Luke, I am your father memes, right? Oh, for sure. So, like, it's on you. Like, if something is culturally significant, because or else you have no pop culture, right? Like, pop culture is... I immediately imagined the Maury meme. 
In the case of Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, you are the father. Yeah, it's not bad. And it's, it's just Padme's ghost. I fucking knew it, you little degenerate <laughs> bitch. SNL would have done a Jerry Springer thing. Yeah. Where <laughs> yeah. Obi-Wan comes out, they fight. I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, Wait, let me laugh again. <laughs> stop. No. No one was going to do that thing. Um, so oh, because I put on mute, that's why. In division, <laughs> four, in division four, um, what we we have talked about this many many times, and I think now we got to make a final decision on this: Is Ryan Karouf a good quarterback? Because <laughs> like, he should be, right? Can I still be on the fence? No, no, no. We listen. This is sports media. We got to be definitive. Even and even if we're proven wrong, we still gotta we gotta we gotta like dig our feet into it, no matter what. Well. Okay, so wait. Let's talk about the problem that you see in Ryan Caruso's game. Like, what? Where is your worry when it comes to his gameplay? Statistically, or or the eye test? Either one. I don't make uh, an argument as to why we're talking about this. Why is this a problem? It 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 can't be from the stats. Eleven to one TD to INT ratio is somehow the new norm, as Pease has uh, alluded to, which which is crazy. Sixty percent completion. Can't complain with that. Like, yeah. like that's kind of the minimum. Is not the new norm. <laughs> what? Eleven to one is not the new norm. It shouldn't be, but it almost is. It's close to it. How so? But like, that's incredibly high. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and like, but I don't think most quarterbacks are throwing eleven to one. No, no, that that no, not the. That's new what norm. the norm means. It's like the Mendoza line thing again. You're getting oh. wrong. <laughs> but it's it's it used to be five to one, six to, like I'm seeing seven to one, eight to one, yeah. like more and more often. And and this is a guy who's been largely a three to one guy, right? Yes. His career. Uh, always racks up the yards. So actually, I'm surprised four thirty nine after three games. That's actually not as high as he usually gets. Sixty percent completion percentage is, I think, okay. It's it's good, but so you played like half a game against Ludenau. Yeah, true. Because they true, they true. were late. They were late. Or, or yeah, they, they didn't have five players. So it's like later two on. and a half games worth of of stats. Yeah. Uh, look, eleven point three. That he's gonna like get that all the time in his yards per completion and and one twelve though for his QBR. Is I I'd say it's probably you if you scroll down uh, Eagle probably above his his, his uh, career average. Uh, so far, it's the early on. It's yeah. the best season in his career. Yeah. Now he forces the ball too much to Alex Bakalat. Yeah. He's been doing – in the one game I saw in the first game of the season, I think it was against In-N-Out, he was doing a great job of spreading that ball uh, and really not doing the classic Ryan Karouf thing of just feeding and and uh, and hitting – just knowing where he's going with the ball prior to the snap of mm-hmm. the ball. He was doing a great job of it, and I'm like, okay, so we might have a new Ryan Karouf in town. Now, that was aided by – um, they don't have the name on hand here, but uh, Yosh Suresh. Yes, yeah. He who's been on the team now a couple of years. It maybe in, in and a couple out. of iterations he's been on the team. There, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it it's obviously made the team better. One yeah. thing I've noticed is so you know how um, I infuriate you sometimes where where I don't throw the ball hard when I should. Mm-hmm. Um, he does the opposite. Yes, he throws everything's it hard a fastball all the time. Yeah, and it, you don't need to, it's especially like a crossing route. Uh, where it's wide open in, in front of the receiver, yeah. you don't need to drill them on the back shoulder. So there's a small difference between 
throwing the ball hard on every play, which I believe you, you should have throw to it do, hard on every play, but but you not overthrow. You don't have play. to rocket it yeah. in like like he does. You don't you don't need that. I did that by accident yesterday on break X. You yes. know the the bubble hook on the snapper. Yeah, I launched it at the snapper and I had a, the drag caught it, and I'm like. Oh, that wasn't for you, and he just caught a bullet on a drag, and I'm like, yeah. Well, at least it worked out. <laughs> yeah, it, it worked out. Anyways, uh, so there's a, dif- a subtle difference there. You, ni- I like, like I was, just, we were talking off air. I babied in a pass, and it got picked off, and I'm like, Ugh, it's infuriating. The one thing yeah. I keep saying is, you can't baby any passes in FPF. They will get either tipped because your receivers are expecting a harder ball. Or defenders are just too good. They're they're gonna make breaks on the ball. They're they're gonna be able to pick it and off. And for receivers too, it sucks to be waiting for a ball. Yes. And and no feeling defenders closing yes, on you. Yes. 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 Um, but yeah. So th- like, I think selecting the right pass. Yes. For the right situation. Like yes, hammering in a hook when someone's hanging off your your defenders your receivers back is important. Yeah. But again, you know, drilling it into the back shoulder when someone's running into the open field is not necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or like. You know, a pass where, like, instead of putting it sort of up, over, and then falling into your receiver's hands on an intermediate route, you know, dr- throwing it as hard as you can, nine feet in the air where someone's going to make a, a jumping catch is much more difficult. Yeah, yeah. And I, that, that said, in that week, win, week one uh, win against In-N-Out, I only saw one bullet pass, and it needed to be a bullet pass over, well, the, middle, feel like over the middle 12 yard in. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that, that and uh, one of the refs and I were like, that was a fastball, and it needed to be, and and, yeah. and it was oh, because when he when he needs to, it's there. Like yeah, he, he's was, one of the hardest throwers I've seen. But he 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 was delivering touch passes, and 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 uh, you know that rainbow arc of a of a deep ball like the Russell Wilson type. He 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 looked like he changed up his. Well, that's why I brought it up because we've, we've debated Ryan Kruf. I remember again with the, for the new listeners of the podcast, the first time I ever saw him play, I saw this guy throwing in the field next to us. I was like. Well, that guy's a Div One quarterback, clearly. Yeah. And then I found out later the team was in like Div Four or something. And it was like <laughs> same division as you. Why? Yeah. Like, yeah. How is this possible? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he, he's his teams have at times struggled to find success, yeah. and it, it's largely been based on sort of subpar performances from him. Which, looking through the Division Four uh, results so far, I was impressed to see. No, dude's playing really well. And again. The, the counting stats don't even look as good as they actually are because he got he, he didn't he didn't play half a game. Yeah, he didn't play half a game. So w- one game where you only attempt ten passes, you know, it's uh there's not much there's not a lot you can do in that. And and he still he had eight completions, four of them went for touchdowns. Yeah, I'm, so, that's I mean, that's a very Ryan Karouf yeah. <laughs> stat line. Well, against Udonot, that's gonna be they're 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 excellent athletes, but they're very disorganized. I played them this week. They're gonna allow a lot of points this season. In Division Four, yes. they're gonna allow a lot of yeah. points. They'd be great Division Sixteen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the Division Four people, everyone knows too much about the game, the division, and they don't know enough about it yet. And you're a step behind or two, yeah. and in that case, yeah. So um, the other the other team that caught my eye when I was curious about uh, whether we can define any weaknesses uh, like we had in years past with Rank Groove yeah. versus you know now is the Reed like. If you're, we're in Division Four. Yep. If you're looking at a team like the Reed, who I consider, along with Kiss My In-Laws, to be amongst the favorites. Um, well, where do they fall in your uh, power rankings? They're. Uh, I mean, they're not my power rankings. They're Iggy's power rankings. They're my power rankings. Um, I think they were first. If I'm not mistaken, they were number one. Yeah. 
So for uh, I guess for a specific reason. So we're gonna maybe challenge those reasons or or back the back the number one ranking that they got. I just I I've been impressed with them since they came out the scene in FPF. Um, they they there's parts of them that remind me of teams like Blue Dreamers and Fourth and Schlong. They're just really yeah. good fast football players, right? Like yeah, they're those teams plus yeah, like they have that little bit extra. I mean, I don't know about you, and I put it on the Facebook group. I built, I tried building my team to beat the Reed. Like I, I look at this as the contending. I tried building my team to be to barely fit in the division. So that <laughs> different, different GM constructs here. Well, but we didn't have, have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like I'm looking at them as the the contender. Yeah. They are the team to beat. So I tried to build it, a team to beat it. Well, Santino Sparania has the new normal of 11 touchdowns to one interception. I, I'm right? telling you, uh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> no, a the, thing. The, the, the touchdown interceptions across FPF have been wild to start the season. Yeah. Like, man, it's it's, it's, it's really cool. It's scary about it, here. But it's scary. It's yeah. cool, but scary at the same time. Oh, uh, It's completion percentage. Again, we, we're, the, the, the counting stats you're looking at are 60% and 4-1, to one, right? He's, he's smashing the 4-1. to one. Obviously... The, the completion percentage is there. He has the ability, Esperania, the lead ability to run. It's actually 12 to 1 because he has a rushing touchdown also. Uh, but he has that lead ability to run. So, like, it yeah. helps him not throw as many interceptions because, like, less mobile quarterbacks. Look, when there's nothing there, the choice is take a sack or, or have to fit it into to a space where you're not comfortable. And sometimes on third and fourth down, it's not the right time to take a sack in those moments. You know yeah. what I mean? And so... You have no choice but to, to to throw a ball that's fifty fifty or in a, into a space that you probably wouldn't on on first to second down. Santino Sperania can run on anybody. How do you feel about him rushing on the team? I mean, he he's, he's a great rusher. Don't get me wrong, but four already four sacks on the season. But how do you feel about is that potentially a weakness that you know, especially with a team that runs a hurry up offense? I'll do that on purpose on, on oh, a yeah, team yeah. like this. Same. I will make him run and run and run and run until he, he you know, he's he's holding every breath. Yeah. I, I mean, a thing too is like, so especially with a, an athlete who is as young as he is, he doesn't notice that he's tired. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, mm -hmm. he, d he won't exhibit. Um, right, yeah. In his mind, he'd be like, no, no, I'm fresh, I'm good. Yeah. But he, it will slow him down a little bit. A you step. Know I mean? It will slow him down a step. It'll, it'll maybe affect... The way that the the the, uh, the uh, attrition will get to him might be in decision making. It might be so. Yeah, to your point, if he's going to chase either a mobile quarterback all day or playing some hurry up offense, it's going to run thirty five, thirty six, forty plays on him. Um, that might be that might be challenging for him. Yeah. So I mean, the counter to that, obviously, his defense. If it's they can create more turnovers, yeah. limit those the number of plays that he's he's rushing. Uh, obviously, guys. Dawson Pierre. They, uh, they added Dawson Pierre, which is the. Well, he was there last year in F Division Five. Oh, that's true. That's true. crazy. <laughs> but didn't he miss part of the no, season? No, no, he was there, and he had back to back to back to back pick sixes against uh, Los Bandidos. He was yeah. definitely there. I that four no, no, back to back to back pick sixes that that's that stays in your mind. I I remember him. Missing some games. Yeah, oh, he, well, he played yeah, seven he, games. Yeah, yeah. So he played uh, more than I thought. He was in the finals. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and Dawson Pierre now with some more flag experiences become, I think, dominant player. Like he's, yeah. yeah that's that's Jeff, dude should be in Div One. Jeff Rosenblatt like threw with him for like a game or two, and he's like, yeah, I want this guy on my team. He's yeah. <laughs> he's, right, he's, he's legit. Yeah, he's very he's very good. 
Um, and again, it, it, it guys like Michael Gattuso aren't as well known. Tristan Norris yeah. is excellent. The other, the other eagle is, uh, yes. is, is, is the is real, really the, the buff eagle. I mean, Alex D'Aquila. The buff eagle. Um, I'm back at the gym. Just wait. The, 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 if, like, again, the question posed is, is there a weakness? I don't think so. The one thing is, again, the, the construct of having your quarterback rush, I don't think is ideal. Uh, so m- maybe, and that's like we're stretching. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're pulling. We're looking for something. To, to, you know. Could could you suggest that they don't have the most flag experience? They only have about two seasons. They're so maybe. good in the final, though, man. Yeah, uh, I know against an experienced team like Balls Deep, right? Yeah, they were just better. Yeah. They were just better. Yeah, like Simard coming across the back, uh, you know, like coming across deep to to pick up that ball. It stands out, right? Like. It's a play that it's forever etched in my memory. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I called that play, and I remember seeing it, and it was like, from the elevated angle we had, I didn't think there was a chance he right. gets there. Yeah, yeah. like the, the amount of ground they can cover, they they're, yeah. they're, they're good. They're they're going to be tough. They're going to be absolutely. Yeah. That's why Mo was saying our Bruins to the class of Division Four. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't you stop watching Mo. FPF in oh two thousand nine, two thousand nineteen, or something? So we're, we're like, we'll wrap it up here. But where do you see their their first loss, if any, on their schedule? As, I, as soon as I navigate away from oh, the page. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, could be could be zero. Cutting stunts are good. Yes. Cutting stunts yes. are really good. Yes. It could come there. That's the could. one. Yeah. Okay. Cutting stunts. Um, Diamond Bougie, if they figure everything out by then. Because I feel like they're a Justice. little inexperienced. And it's showing a little bit so far this season. But they're still yeah. good. Like, they're still competitive yeah, yeah, in every yeah, yeah, game. Yeah. But like, I think they thought they were going to be <laughs> great instantly in Division 4. And it's taking a second. Which is fine. They they'll be good. They they'll be a good team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could be just as 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 athletic as as the Reed, but like the one that you just can't is is Dawson Pierre. You just can't like that one. You can never match up against Blue Dreamers if Barrettoni protects the ball. Yeah, they can match up physically. I think. I mean, it should be fun. Like they know each other. They're yeah. like most of the team uh, know it's each other. It's the whole Leonard Cougars yeah, uh, yeah. alums. Um, yeah, that that would be it. Um, so Mo asked this question because he helped us out the script yeah. today yeah um and you and i both played uh against timoko sonogo of mofos yeah um and <laughs> you say that there's a bunch of teams by the way timoko sonogo of mofos of mofos, of mofos. <laughs> um it's whenever i don't know a team name in fpf i just call them mofos because <laughs> they were a team that that showed up i, I think we played against them on the, uh, w- w- the first ever game in fpf yeah week one last or, or, year or week two it was like early in the season yeah. and like they, they were good. They were really good they, for considering they, they you. really didn't play yeah. uh, flag before, and um, so whenever I see that now, I just call them mofos because that team just stuck out in my head, yeah. It, yeah. both the team name and uh, the experience. So I played against him early on. Let me give you a breakdown of what I saw when we played against him the first time last and, year. Uh, last year, and then you tell the me progression. how relevant that analysis is. Go for it. Um, elite athlete. Still. Um, <laughs> I don't think that went away. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> still there. Impossible. Very difficult to catch in the open field. Um, yes. He's a, he's a return man in new sports, uh, playing for a Caliban. It shows. Yeah. yeah. Um, kind of the same way, like, we talked about Quasi Gordon Mall when he was at Concordia. Yes. It's a great comparison. Because like he's a return man for Concordia, right? The shiftiness, yeah. yeah Shifty yeah. and straight line speed, he has yeah. both. Yeah. Um, he has the same kind of arm I've seen in, like, Seo Living, where... He could throw it across the field, like, but it never leaves like ten feet off the ground. Yes, yeah, it just keeps going and going and going, and you think it's coming down, 
And it's it's not. It's still traveling yeah. in the air. Yep. Yeah, and it yep. just it, yeah, it always looks like it's heading upwards. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, That's still true. And he throws the ball really hard. Yep. I th- when I played him, yes. he threw deep too often. Still still the same. Yeah. So he he doesn't have a, a complex offensive system. Yeah. It's reliant on his athleticism and the athleticism of his team, which by the way, they have. Yeah. It's just that Julian. when they face a, a thing like the REIT or or uh, you know, uh, Blue Dreamers or teams like that, um, what beats those teams is scheme. Yes, is scheme and and being able to manage situations, and that's what I don't think they have yet. Yep. But when they do, we we talked about this with with Jules of uh, Diamond Bougie, right? Like mm-hmm. when he gets that, that's not stoppable. Which he's getting there, yeah, exactly. Because it's now two and a half seasons under two and a half seasons. He's moved up every season and he's yeah. learning quickly. Yes. it's not like he's moving up a division. Oh no, this is too hard. Like no, no, he's no, moving no. up and, and getting better. Having and, success. And Sinogo reminds me of that. Here's my issue with your analysis. They're not going to figure that out if they're not listening to the show until probably about week 11 because the next few games they have, I don't see uh, a secondary that'll punish him as much as when we get to like friends with Danny, a team like that will. I'm not the flag. You think? Yeah. They're really good. Yeah. Like they're, they're number they're, two in the they're, power they're, rank. They're the thing that we're talking about in terms of like just Scheme. smart flag teams. Yeah. They, they, uh, they beat Nomads. Like I, it was happening during my game, so I caught bits and pieces. Okay. Nomads are a very experienced team, but the defense is not like they're better offense than they are defense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that um, played kind of <coughs> to their benefit. Beat Bruins, but Martin left like Eags in in three games have allowed forty seven points. But Bruins don't have a good defense. I understand, but like the Martin left like have a legitimate but, defense. But they have the athleticism. Yeah, the yeah. Bruins defense do to compete with the athleticism of Mofos. Sure, Ex- and a bit, a little bit of scheming and yeah. a cover three essentially. <laughs> yeah, will should beat Mofos. Yeah, and yet it was an eleven, a nine point game, two possession game. Yeah, that's that's pretty good against an exper- more experienced team than them. That's so he's doing something right. So your comparison of his progression is. You you mentioned a name I I already forgot. It was I was saying that like and that he could I have think success. He, he's gonna follow the same path as Jules Reginball. The difference right. is Jules Reginball's played three back to back seasons. Yeah. This is his second season. I I see a lot of similarities in the raw skill set of Ben McMahon. Yeah. Right. The running, the deep ball, the the Did hard throw. Ben has a different kind of deep ball though. He has more of the uh, the rainbow the ball. And, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh. I think once Ben got the short game of a flag involved, he's, he, he Ben still takes too many shots. He'll admit it. Maybe he'll admit it. But he's he's learned to check it down on the two yard hook on the sideline to uh, Chris Cole Antonio, and he sees that it gets eight yards at a time. Okay, I'll I'll take those. Yeah. Sonogo needs to, and he he I, I, at the end of our game in week one, uh, he's like, oh, you have a nice little playbook there, like. That's that's nice. I'm like, yeah, we'll talk. Like, it I, works. I can share some things. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm like, yeah, you go deep too often, and you're we deep. Say, if we can do it, anybody yeah. can do it, right? I'm like, like you're you're you go deep a little deep too often, and your defense is playing ten yards back. Yeah. So the game the game against Bruins, Chris Vero threw three interceptions. So Chris Vero of Bruins. Of Bruins. Oh, it yeah. wasn't Gab Wiseman throwing. It wasn't Gab Wiseman. Gotcha. Uh, Gab yes. Wiseman, he threw one game for them. Has. Tennis elbow, golf elbow, one of the elbows. One of the elbows is yeah. the issue. Yeah, yeah. Funny yeah. elbow. You want to have yeah. you want to have no elbows is the key. <laughs> <laughs> just just no a straight elbow. line from shoulder to hand. <laughs> um, that that explains it. 
kudos to Vero though for putting up twenty four on uh, on a good defense, uh, athletic defense. But like you know, Sonogo didn't really run that game. He didn't run at all that game, mm-hmm. um, except for the two point convert. Yeah, right. He I would imagine he seems to run for one every yeah. game. Yep. Um, and he used all of his receivers. Like he's doing a lot of really good things. Yep. Uh, but you know, twelve for twenty three. Right. So it, to me, it's not taking what's there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, not, yeah. he's just not thinking what's there. That's that's uh, that's I think I think he can improve on. Um, and I think Eagle that lesson comes against Martin Laflag. Uh, like that's yeah, that's a game I'm I'm not picking Mofos. Yeah, same. Um, which I'll probably forget and then pick Mofos when we get the game probably next yeah. week. Um, so we talked about this a little bit. The 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 playoff format. We'll yeah. talk more about playoff formats as we get further into the season. But yeah. Div Four actually has a really interesting playoff. A format. really cool one, yeah. Um, Eagle, do you want to explain it since like that's kind of your your your, uh, your wheelhouse. Thing? Uh, so actually, I'm gonna bring up the. Like, I understand for this. it, but maybe explain it for Riggy. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm playing in the division, but I don't get it. We we gotta get a graphic for this to figure yeah, it all we'll, out. We'll get it as the season goes on for sure. But essentially, it's what I'll describe as a bracket style, where 24 of the 29 teams are gonna qualify for playoffs, and then you end up in this really intense bracket structure, essentially where. The ninth place team is going to play the 24th place team and then all the way down the stack to get uh, to 16-17 matchup. And then based off of that, those winners will then go into the divisional round where the top eight are going to play the next version of them and then so on and so on and so on. Because they so, had a buy. Yeah, exactly. Because they had a buy, buy in the wild card round. Exactly. So what's happening in Division 4 here, which I find really interesting, is that you're going to see matchups which, because there's so many teams that you haven't likely played that team of... And we're not really looking at divisional breakdowns in the usual way when it comes to these brackets. So right. there's going to be a lot of fresh matchups that are going to happen, or at least we hope, in this structure because of the number of teams that are going to qualify, which I think will make it for a really fun playoff run. So if you go to the division standings, then just because, for example, Ludznal are 0-2 and last in their division doesn't mean, and, and they're colored in red, doesn't mean that they're not going to be in the playoffs. Correct, yes. Yeah. So it's it's the it's just the bottom eight teams across the board that don't make it, right? No, the five worst teams. Yes, the five worst teams. Right? Yes. Twenty-five yes. to twenty-nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, five worst. Yeah. So yeah. it's interesting. A lot of teams yeah. make the playoffs. Yeah. But it makes it it makes it a really interesting thing. One thing I would do want to say though is like if we look at this as sort of um, if we were to imagine this as like a World Cup sort of. Um, Situation where you would look at sort of the different groups, right? Because they are labeled groups, they're not, yes. they're not subdivisions. Yes. Who are we looking at as the group of death in Division Four? You said no one, but I actually have. You have my, a candidate. My, I, I my um my opinion that is starting to get formed. I I have a couple of suggestions. Uh, I yeah I think I'll go with one. I'll go with Group F: Trap Stars, Balls Deep. Blue Dreamers, ball don't my, lie. Yeah. That was one of the ones I thought. No one's a bad team there. No, you know, uh, you know, despite the records, you know, uh, Blue Dreamers and Ball don't lie combining for like a two and uh, two and three record. That's not bad. But if you look at the, the plus minus, all those teams, no one's getting blown out. Yeah, you know, like uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Okay, what else? Um, I think Group G is uh, definitely interesting as well with Diamond Bougie, uh, Heartbreak Kids, Golden Eagles, and Vultures. Vultures are the outlier right now, and they only played one game, and it didn't go super well, but I'm expecting them to rebound game, right? like somewhat. And so I can see them, if they were to catch up, be in, again, the 1-2, and 2-1 two, two and one range for sure, mm. and probably close in on that plus-minus. 3-4 to four range. You think? Yes. It's not Ben McMahon throwing. So? 
Phil Phil Roberts giving it a try. I love love it. But Division 4 is really, really hard. For your first season in FBF, he threw an MFL for Division, the lower divisions there. Some mediocre success, not even, you know, blowing out competition. FBF's Division 4 is just another animal. I kind of like Group E as well. Martin Lafleur, Cunning Stunts, Wide Open yes. Bar. Yeah. Les Jet Plain are good too. Like not bad. One to record, but like not bad. They're athletic. They they yep. uh, you know I think I think they can get better as the season goes on. Uh, they have a little bit of experience, but you know they're not they're not one of the more experienced teams of the division. Um, Lucy has played before. Uh, yep. You know, th- if they can create some turnovers and just take some pressure off the offense, I think they'll be good. Yeah, uh, Hugo Lucier and the other guy who really stands. La- uh, there's two: uh, Wensley Lafleur and William N.K. Yeah, uh, those those two. But that's just to me not enough in the division, uh, or for a team to be competitive. For sure, but like if they're the worst team in the division, they're not gonna they're not gonna have a, a lot of rough outings. I don't think. I think they're gonna right, be in yeah. every game. I, I and if they're the worst team with the four, that's what makes the group of death, I'll, right? Well, I'll just say that like ball don't lie. The fourth best team in Group F is. W- facing off against Jetplane would beat them. Yeah, yeah, it would fair. be close. I, I, I agree. It wouldn't be a blowout, but I think they're a better team, making Group F the strongest of of yeah. all, all the. Dead so there are options. There, yeah, there's no. They're not. You all can argue groups. it. Yeah, you, <laughs> I, you can argue it, and I, I, I'd be curious to hear you out, like I was. Like, like I think, I think Ludzinar are going to st- struggle in their group. I think In and Out will struggle in their group. Uh, yeah, I don't know why the sheriff is struggling. Damn, it's well. Uh, Louis Bejin, six interceptions yeah. thrown, four pick sixes. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't doesn't set you off in the right foot for games. Yeah, I was surprised they lost to Bebe Magic. Yeah, that was a, that was a surprising. That result. was a, a, an eye opener. Yeah, it just and and, and but so why is he throwing all these interceptions? I guess non timely aggression, just over aggression, perhaps. He's another one of those Ryan Carruff type, which he where he fires in every single ball, where like it doesn't necessarily need to be fired mm-hmm. in. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, well, look, we hope best luck for them moving forward. Yeah. I, I do think those are the group. They they need to turn it around quick though because they've got the Bruins next and then kiss my in loss. Yeah, they could be Ooh. seeing an zero and five yeah. start at midway. I think at the Bruins are defense where Louis Bejan can excel. Yep. That's if he doesn't take too many chances, that, which is what he's it. doing. It, yes, exactly. <laughs> um. So, are the IG team in Coed two the cream of the crop, or are they potential false kings? False kings for those new the, the procedures. Uh, the way Iggy and I met was I call <laughs> referred to his team as false kings um, because they were very successful, but they weren't beating any teams that we considered to be of quality uh, or to be like serious competition in the division. And this was later proven statistically by comparing their wins against adversaries versus the wins by or the losses by that team to see were they actually quality wins or not. And the answer was false no. king, false kings. Yeah. Um, so look here, yeah, they've, yeah. They've, they've played hungry hippos. They won a fairly close game. They played flamingos. They won a close game and flamingos have been getting blown out. Yeah. Otherwise, they played deep balls. So, OK, I thought that game would be close okay. and they... 20-point win. They won that one Handed easily. Yeah. But so given all that information, they're going up against now bench warmers. Then they have Fit Squad uh, and Villains back to back to back. That's tough. Yeah. So do we expect them to be 
What, what, what do you expect the record to be when they finish there? Well, out of those three, I like one, uh, one and two out of those three, which would put them at a four and two record. I think that's a success. Like that's kind of the successful first half of the season, right? Like it is, but is it cream of the crop? I'd say no. I'd say no. I don't think so. Like Jordanson, Alexi has been great. Uh, Jeansley, we've both yeah, been very we, impressed with him. Yeah, right we talked about it last week. Yeah. Um, but it's one of these teams where you know I'd like to see Gabriel Poisson get more involved in the offense, for example. Um, so, you know. Yeah, I, was, I think the the female talent has not yet gotten incorporated. Yeah, um, I'm curious too. Like, I wonder if th- this is called the IG team. I wonder if this is in reference to um, uh, Sa- Samuel a- um, Emmanuel Acho calling uh, Justin Herbert an IG quarterback. Uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 that's what I immediately thought of as that's well. That's the first yeah. thing I thought of too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think that's the thing that is going to that can take them to the next level. Is if they if they really come dif- uh, if they really become um, if they really become versatile and, and can hurt you uh, from five players across the on, the on the offense, right? Like from each position on the offense. Um, I, I could have found a better way to say that. But yeah. I, I use a lot of words to say not that much. Diversify your receiving portfolio. Yeah. Throw <laughs> to more people. <laughs> um, and, and you see it too. Like you see um, in terms of the targets, um, there, there's 26 targets going to... Uh, Jordan Alexi and Shandy Louis Jacquet, um, and and that's of, fi- of the fifty three passes. So fifty percent of the time he's going to two receivers. I mean, a good good defenses will take that away as as easy as that sounds. It's not easy to do, but good but defenses he's, will. He's going to bench warmers are good defense. Yes, fifth quarter good defense. Yes, so they'll they'll do as much possible to get. It forced Jeans Lee to, to to spread out his offense elsewhere, and that's where we're gonna see whether IG team have the ability to Who's win. Who's the win? Huh? Who's the win? And my one and two. Yeah. I don't. I. I, I have I, one. I, okay. I think it's villains. Okay. I think yeah. villains are similar, like in strength, yeah. and like that's a game where I can see going either way. Yeah. I th- I think I think uh, bench warmers and and and. And Fit Squad. And Fit Squad can be tough for them specifically. You know what's interesting about the stat line specifically? In that between uh, Jordanson, Alexi, and Shandy Louis Jacquette, you said the 26 targets essentially is about 50% of all of them. Yeah. They've only caught half of their targets. So if you're looking at them from a roster perspective, they're responsible for 25% completion rate, which mm. is. But it, that's. Isn't not that great? Isn't that all the more reason to use more of your exactly. receivers? Exactly. Yeah. Because you're throwing the guys who are not always open then. Or or you're throwing downfield too often. Whatever it is, whatever is leading to um, the lack of efficiency, you have to address that. Yes, you know, I totally agree. I think I think one of the ways you can address it is by going to other players. Um, the we talked about Fit Squad. Yeah. Are they? <laughs> you asked. You asked the question. I but did. You asked in the most Mocon way ever. Are they for real at three and zero? Like, are Fit Squad good? <laughs> yeah, I yeah. did a thing. You know what I did? Our fit squad good. I mean, look, hey, of course they're good. They're they're three and zero. Uh, why are they not in first place? Probably the points against by by two points uh, that they've allowed more than the IG team. Uh, but they faced off against villains. Uh, I saw that uh, game a bit on Saturday night. Uh, pretty much a, a a clash of offenses going back and forth. Uh, fit squad, of course. 
coming up uh, seven points uh, ahead on that one. Uh, so yeah, they played against better offenses, the the fireball offense, the the villain offense. So whatever they they allowed two more two more points, so they're in second place. Uh, this is to me one of the contending uh, teams for Coed two. Uh, I looking at the record. Uh, let's see, four, five, six, seven, counting? eight, a nine and one record. Yeah, I can see that. Is my prediction. I can see. I mean, they're obviously going to beat Kismanzon, but yeah. uh, other than that, yeah, yeah. They, Th- they, that rivalry is going strong. Yeah, um, they they could go ten and zero. The uh, Laurence Pompagan and Alexandre Falkenkorb, I've talked about a lot. Yeah, uh, to that me. duo. Yeah, they're an amazing uh, part of this this receiving core they they're useful on they're not particularly great defensive players but they're useful on defense mm-hmm. they're, they're 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 to me primarily offensive options yes, who agreed. are not they're not liabilities a yeah they're, they're not, not liabilities yeah. exactly yeah. um and you mix in a lot of the other things that they have uh Gerard Pira uses his body well um you have Hugo the pin speed uh, I don't know why he doesn't always rush um, he should always be the rusher because he's a really good rusher. Um, yeah, they put William Brouard sometimes to rush as well. You're again another quarterback. It's a weird rushing. Decision. Yeah, and and it's it's not like they don't have a good rusher. They do. Have he's not rusher. all speed, Hugo Lippin. He's more of that. He's like the, the hands in the air takes like lanes away. In but my that, opinion. that's that's important. It, of course it is. That's important. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not downplaying it. I'm upselling that right, for anything. Yeah, because yeah. it can it can change how you cover the team. Uh, uh, you, how I, you arrange your coverage? I prefer that kind of rusher than sending William Brouard at me. Yeah, William sending William Brouard at me is is a no waste time. time. Yeah. Just I'm telling you right now, Fit Squad. Don't <laughs> when when you playing Kiss Manzo. Don't don't. There's no point. Yeah, just yeah. saying. Um. That said, on the subject of William Brouard. I didn't know much about him until mm-hmm. we faced him last year in the playoffs. Um, I was really, I came away really impressed. Well, he won QB of the year for this regular season yeah. he had. So and so obviously statistically he he put up great numbers. But yeah, you you're saying the eye test was just there too. the way he progresses through his reads, yep. uh, the way he uses his athleticism. It's not um, it's not all he does. He's not always looking to run. He's not always looking to beat the rusher. Yeah, everything about him just screams patience and protects the ball pretty well. Yeah. Like his his deep shots are accurate, are well timed. Mm-hmm. There, yeah, I I I see what you're seeing now. Fifteen of twenty eight in in this in the game against the villains, the villains are very aggressive on on defense. So maybe that posed a little bit of problems. But hey, look, you protect the ball, you put up five TDs, yeah. and and move the ball 187 yards. Yeah, the the completion percentage isn't great, but it means you converted on third and fourth down a lot. The um. And that's that's key. And if, if you have a yes. four down game, we uh, talk about yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, the the thing with uh, villains, like, I don't know why a lot of, most teams just don't attack their intermediate intermediate areas because they they basically try and attack underneath and bail deep to make sure you don't get beat over the top. But right. like, it leaves so much open yeah. in that like ten to twelve right, range right, area. Right. Yeah. yeah, like it's. I think they'll they'll start to see that getting exposed and they'll make adjustments too cuz they're a smart team. I yeah, like them yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, like yeah. them a lot. Villains you're referring Villains, to. Yeah. Yep, yep. Agreed. Um Badgers versus Deep Balls is a big game coming up this week. Um Badgers was probably and I I don't mean this disparaging. I'm I'm just saying this is a, a factual statement. Yeah. They're probably the worst team I ever played against in FPL last year. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. And like 
Yes, we're playing it, Peace. Peace has never seen this, by the way. This might get clipped into Instagram, by the way. Great. Yes, this is what I'm feeling. So let's just let it go. Let it roll. They are... They were possibly the worst team ever played. Um, their offense did not work. The the defense showed what their coverage was before the snap. Yeah. They were like lined up in cover two. Yeah. And, and showing who was dropping before. The, yeah. And I went to see them at halftime saying, hey, um, we need to work on some stuff on offense. So we're not trying to blow you guys out. But just so you know, like, I would you be okay if we continue running our offense because the playoffs are coming and we need to straighten a few things out? And, and, and they just, were fine with it. They, and just for context, there was like a couple blowouts in our previous game or we were on bye weeks. So it had been like three weeks where we weren't able to run a, a, a regular offense. And so it yeah. just with playoffs coming around the corner, that, that was the context behind that as well. Yeah. But so they make the move to Chris Rivera. Yeah, that's it helps when you have a quarterback. Yes, and a lot. very good quarterback. A lot. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, under largely underappreciated in FPF, um, but then on top of that, does does his presence also help them understand defense better? Is that what part of the improvement we're seeing as well? What makes you say that? Well, just having a guy who understands that you can't show your defense, you can't, you know, like helping them organize that side of the ball as well. But you'd think that Cesar Garcia Diaz would be a leader in, in that way and be like he's he's played now. Two and a half seasons, like this is probably his third FPF or fourth FPF season. You'd think, like, especially playing in the higher divisions, that he would have passed that message along. Look, they having recently subbed for a Division Six team, when guys show up and they never played a flag game, I'm like, look, just you're deep, you're deep, and you guys cover short left. Middle, short, and short right. Uh, when back right. when we were uh, one speed power, we had a lot of a lot of guys who never played yeah. flag before. Yeah. And I was telling people, you're dropping. You're dropping. You have deep right. Yes. You have deep left. Yes. We're dividing deep th- in three. Yes. You're dropping. You have a third on the left. You have a third in the middle. You have yeah. a third. You know, like like literally telling people where to go. So yeah. that probably fa- factored into it. But sure, having a. I, I think I know what you're trying to say, but at the same time, I don't get it. Why would Chris Rive on you offense... You saw the defense last year. Yeah. And and they seem competent now. Like yeah. they, and it's a couple of games in. Like they're, they're, already, they're already getting it. I just don't see why having a quarterback would help the defense with scheming. I don't know. That, <laughs> I don't that's, know. That's, that's, maybe I, other I than just telling them, like, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like, maybe that's enough. I yeah. mean, maybe, maybe that is enough in their case. Um, so, yeah. So, given this... given. Uh, Badgers versus uh, deep, was it uh, deep balls? Deep balls. Yeah. Um, who needs this win more, Mokan? That was me actually, but in my best Mokan impression. I oh, I thought maybe I I tricked you there. No. Um, look, deep balls are in the red right now. They're zero and two. Um, but I feel like Badgers need the win more. I feel like for their for their confidence, uh, they got a week one uh, win over Block Party, the uh, Three Hunters franchise, uh, taking a loss to Fireball in week two. I just feel like if they want to get the ball rolling again, I feel like they need the win more than than Balls Deep. Now, that's kind of the harder answer to uh, to take on because obviously Balls Deep losing would would mean uh, would see them going zero and three, really 
struggling to get back into the playoff picture, but I'm going to go with Badgers for those reasons. I think they need that confidence. They they don't want it to snowball in the wrong direction, right? To yeah. go one and two and then say, uh-oh, here we go again of last year and then pile up another loss. And then, you know, I, I, I just, they need the win more for me. Yeah, Bruno Provence is not exactly lit the world on fire in the game that he played. He was just, he was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The Other than that, he sort of sh- he tried to piece things together with Victory Ferrari and Francois Rochelot throwing in a little bit. Um, he tried to piece things together? Piece things uh, together. Uh, I heard piece. No. I thought you were using your, your own name as a verb. I, I, <laughs> I, I piece that very often. Yeah. <laughs> and I used piece in that case to mean I do that often. Um, no, but um, like Rory Kelly and Francois Rochelot are really good receivers, but yeah. like Lodi Saint-Ange is not being used. Evie Charbonneau is not being used. We talk about it all the time in Kuwait. That's not a recipe for success. Uh, Bruno Provence, like, let's hope he's there for another game because clearly they they were better when he was uh, quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I look, he, he's he's a really good talent. He's a really talented player. Period. Yep. Um, so at, at any whether he was a receiver, whether whether he's he's a quarterback, I just I think it's it's useful to have him there. Um, but I do think we need to see uh, other people getting involved on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. Uh, for them, that uh, that to me is going to be key. So, who needs to win more? Deep um, balls. <laughs> I, I think Badgers are going to have a solid season overall. So, I think deep balls. If if they don't figure it out now, it's just going to go. It's going to spiral. Okay. So I'll go deep balls. Okay. Because we have to disagree. We have to. It's a mantra. I actually forgot what you said. To be honest, I said Badgers. Yeah, yeah. I, I, clearly, but yeah. yeah. Uh, All stars seem to have acquired the Ogier. Really. Yeah. Does that... I mean, <laughs> they were the favorites, but does it, that make them the favorites more so <laughs> than before? Like, Does that separate them, let's say, Division from one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does Division that separate one. them from Braves, from Kangaroos, from the, the top... As, as much as it can, yeah. As or this is like, there's no different... Like, at that point, it. the athletes are all so good, it doesn't exactly. matter. O- almost, but yeah, I think it... it, it that that edge, that, that especially on defense, I think, like, that having that extra stop somewhere in a game, whether it's in one game or, or in like another week, just getting that extra stop on defense is is gonna win you games. So because we of course heard you last week ranting about Kevin Wyatt and how it's not fair and it doesn't matter and it doesn't, doesn't matter. effing matter. Uh yeah, getting that extra stop on defense is critical in Division One. Theo J is the kind of player that can provide you that that interception. And I mean, adding him to receiving court that has yeah, Chris yes. Miard, Pat Jerome, Matt Kerouac, it's Ray Johnson. Like it's, it's an embarrassment of riches. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's what you want in Division One, right? Like you yeah. want the teams in Division One should be stacked. Yeah, and that's what we have. And and if ever a guy needs to sub, you don't want to be like, oh, I had this guy coming in. Like, no, now you have okay, Theo's coming in. All right, like no drop off and yeah. like Quay Johnson taking uh, five plays off, you know, just uh, for a quick breather. Uh, I think we talked about last season. Theo also kind of filled out. A little bit during the uh, the pandemic, I, I saw him out of the pandemic and I was like, "Yo, okay. Theo got kind of jacked." And okay. I, yeah. I think that even helps him because, right. like, yeah, yeah, he yeah. goes from being this fast, ridiculous menace to now a fast yeah. brick house of a menace as well. You, I thought you said that about Kendall Myers. I think so too, though. Like, <laughs> both, yeah, but, but it, both it can, things it can, can be, be true to yes. people. Like, yes, I, I just course. I noticed Theo when he was referencing. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I don't remember Theo being that jacked. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. I, I I looked at a finals a few from a few years ago, and he was a bit of a skinnier, taller, yeah. lankier. 
Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. He was yeah. a Jamie Rogier. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so here's my question for this roster, because their last game, presumably, they had all 10 of their current roster members there, correct? Because you got the 3GP, so everyone plus Theo got added onto this roster. If you're the GM or the coach or mm-hmm. Keyshawn Thompson running this roster, how do you tell mm-hmm. four of these people to sit on offense and for these people to sit on defense you or are you running a pure rotating rotation. system you're running a full rotation full you have to rotating eh? yeah. just Kevin Wyeth doesn't play defense and you rotate everybody else that's you have that's no it, choice eh? um, you have no does choice does that make yeah. the roster better or worse though I, I think again the, the, the we're talking about the absolute upper echelon of players in FPF right uh I don't think there's enough of a drop-off from one to another in any direction. And where some people have certain specific strengths, the others have another strength. Like, yeah. It's a well-built team, too. It's not like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to, remember Eagle? Remember um, there's a team, Jaegerbaum? Mm-hmm. They used to play in FPF? Mm-hmm. We, we said that they, they looked like they were all just made in a clone factory yeah. because, like, they just had the same... They had, like, nine of the same players. The JF Delos franchise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like, they were good, but they, they had all the same kind of players. Yes. And and I feel like here, you know, you have size, you have speed, you have uh, some, some you know, older, more experienced players, some of the young up-and-comers and, and, and the submergents, like, uh, and, and again, the older players like Matt Bond and, 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 um, and Keyshawn Thompson, like, you have everything. Yep. You have everything that you can have across the board. So whether it's on defense... Uh, at most in uh, in uh, in Division One, maybe knocking away a pass in the, on a convert um, or on offense, being able to use size, speed, verticality, everything. They, they yeah, have, I, they literally I, have everything. Yeah, I, I I love the distribution of uh, attributes just across. From Unlike what Mo would say, I would say this is the b- probably the best version of all. Of course, <laughs> of course it is. Mo Consort on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, double straddles three and zero. Yeah, saw that. Kind of saw that coming a little bit. A little bit, just based on the matchups. Yeah, um, not quite false kings because it is it's still Division One. Yeah, but um, but as much as it could be, it, it was a favorable schedule to start. Yeah, they don't have they don't have the top tier teams to play uh, to start the season. But like you know, party crashes are a good team. Jeff Rosenblatt's new to the division. Um, the they played Bulldogs, who we thought Twice. would have some trouble. They they played them in back to back weeks. We said Bulldogs might get off to a winless start, um, but by they, they they now Bulldogs will go on to face Flag One Sack All Star and All Stars, so they might go own four to start the season. Yeesh. But the the two losses that they picked up against Double Straddle by a combined three points. So you know we say often it's a. A game of converts, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, it was in these. But two. especially in Div One, like yeah, that's yeah, yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't have a ton of blowouts. I don't you yeah. in this specific Div One. I don't think we're going to see a lot of blowouts, save for when. Um, well, how about next week? Yeah, I was going to say ne- <laughs> ne- next week doesn't. Uh, th- that might. Be how about the week after that? Yeah. How about uh, the week after that? How about the week after that? How about the week after that? I don't think so. How about I think the week all after these that? teams are confident enough. Um, I think all these teams are competent enough that uh, they can compete. Like we've seen Rosenblatt play up, play against uh, whether it was the finest or all stars. We've seen him play against Kangaroos, and like yeah, they're they're a notch below. Uh, he would admit that I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's kept pace in the past, so like why not now? And I mean, with the roster he's put around him, yeah, why not? So that was my next question. What are they missing on their roster? 
Like, what's that? What's that one piece you can add that make this team go from that, what I'll call B tier Division One into A tier Division One? Is it? I assume you can take anyone. Like, what? What? What is it? That, are they missing size? Are they missing is it, speed? Is it speed? Is it like I know James Drysdale has crazy speed, but it's not one percent elite high end speed of Chris Meade. It's not. He's not like the way he's faster than everyone in Div Three. Right. He's not that in Div One. Right. Say. Is it is it that that could be it? There's because it's not size. I don't think it's size. No, because Sanders Armand is huge. Ryan Perry's huge. Is it um, is it Marty Friedman who's somewhat one of them's really fast? Is it Marty Friedman? Friedman's really it's, fast? It's, it's it's Friedman, yeah. Um, so maybe they. But I mean, like, I don't know. Like, it, it's is it a rusher? Here's here's, I wouldn't even say there's a there's a one fix. It's just a, if you stack up, the, let's say like we just one for the one roster, right? Yeah, one for one. If you go one for one. Who's the guy you're choosing over someone from All Stars? Yeah. No, not. I'm sorry, but it's none. It's literally like n- and, and no like one. even if that person's one of the older players, like Matt Bond or or, or Keyshawn, just because they're older, like those guys are still Patrick ballers, Rowe. though, yeah, man. Yeah, that's what I. I'm sorry, but I'm not picking anyone. So that's that's the difference. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just the one on one. It's just that little bit more that every individual player brings. That you just they're. They're not playing with you. They're playing on another team, so you can't. Yeah, you. I, I guess you have to scout elsewhere, which is what. Which Bulldogs, what they've done. And, and, and by the way, yeah. Jeff Rosenblatt's been amazing yeah, at this. as a GM. Yeah, yeah. Building this team, yeah. not only to be able to compete in Division One with a lot of guys who either have limited experience in Division One or have never played Division One before, yeah. going to lower divisions to, to recruit. Also, finding guys who fit his system perfectly. This is. It's such an impressively built team. It's just that they're not the All Stars. It's just that they're not Kangaroos. Yeah. It's just that they're not Flagma Sack. Like, that's it. That's all. It, like, it, it, it's a weird. <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. Like, you guys are amazing. You're just not as amazing. <laughs> Dawson Pierre to this lineup would have been nice. Maybe would have been nice. But like, like who do you even remove? Like, it's uh, yeah. You know, yeah. like it's, it's it's a good team. It's a yeah. good team. No, I know. Yeah, it is. That's just yeah. The, everyone's just slightly a notch above on. You know, and they all the play high, together on the, the higher team. ten. Yeah, you know, like if 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 that team broke apart and and every team yes. had one of those guys, it's a different thing. There but you like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, when you look at teams like All Stars and and um and Kangaroos and and Braves and Braves, Braves, Braves actually, I forgot to mention Braves yeah. before. But yeah, like, but that's the thing is like, and and Braves, it's it's is they're they're not even overwhelmingly uh, athletic. It's just, it's the, just the, the execution the, is the perfect and the synergy between the yeah. team. They just they just know where everyone's gonna be. They know the the timing, the spacing. It's just on point. They just play. It feels like they play, like if you average their time spent on field, it's probably like thirty minutes a day, every day, like, for their lives. Yeah, yeah, for their life, like yeah. playing together. Like they should change their together. team name to Hive Mind. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, like so, like the, the 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 joke about Mike Pierce saying not running routes. <laughs> what that actually is is that his comfort level with Joe in that offense yeah. is so. So next, high, next level. Yeah. That those two always know where to be, what to do, when to break off a route, when to th- when to throw him open, when to put it on his body. Like it's the when, execution's perfect. When to take someone out of coverage to open somebody else. Like I'll I'll run into a guy or near someone because I know they're gonna take me, so that leaves my hook back of the end zone open. Yeah, yeah. And again, it, it, and stuff like where Joe Mayer throws the ball two yards out of bounds to to George Gary P. All right. Not coverable. Yeah. <laughs> it's not coverable. Um, the last D1 team to win a game will be who? Between? The um, winless teams? 
Black Wall Sack, Bulldogs, and KTP Plus. So let's let's do this the scientific way. Oh. FMS is playing Bulldogs. So one of these guys, oh, there we go. assuming there you it's go. not going to be a tie. I think FMS wins that. Yes. Okay. So FMS are going to be the first ones to win. Bulldogs yes. are going to go on another losing streak here. So, so that's Sunday the 29th. Okay. So Bulldogs, they have FMS, obviously, on the 29th. And then they have All-Stars on the 5th. Then they have Party Crashers on the 19th. Then they have KGP Plus on the 26th. So do you see Bulldogs winning a game before we even get to this Week 8 game? I don't know if I see Bulldogs winning a game. The whole year? Maybe maybe KGP Plus. Like, we keep selling them short, you know, like. But Bulldogs have also lost two close games. But against against a team team that was beatable. Yeah. Against a team that was similarly skilled. Yeah. and then the last team, KGB Plus, play Party Crashers this Sunday. Yeah, so KGB Plus, exactly. That. So they play Party Crashers, then they play Braves, then they play Double Straddle, and then we get to Week 8 with the Bulldogs. Well, they're playing Braves. He has more winnable games yeah. earlier than Bulldogs. So even if Bulldogs beat KGB Plus, I think Bulldogs will be the last to yes. win a game. Yeah, Flag Molsak, KGB Plus. But do you, do, you, do you think it's impossible that Bulldogs go winless? That it's impossible? That you think for sure they're going to win a game. What, what's the most likely game they win? KGP Plus. Maybe <sighs> party, they party Crashers. There. The Party Crashers, Sunday, February 19th? Maybe. They also have a week 12 game against Party Crashers. And then, so yeah. if you think Party yeah, Crashers they might and KGP Plus... I, I think they might they split that series with Party split, Crashers. Yeah. There you go. Maybe yeah. that's it. Or split with KGP Plus, maybe? Uh, I think Party Crashers are a better matchup for Bulldogs, but like Bulldogs prefer to have them... When they're later in the season, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I feel like they would have better served having their tough games early, mm-hmm. like getting Miles Gibbon used to the the speed of Division One, yeah. and then, um, then have some of the winnable games heading into playoffs. Yes, I I, 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 I think I it's you don't it's control a tough season, and again, it's you don't control your schedule, right? So we're splitting hairs between like like the top top players in the entire league. Yep. <laughs> so yep. I mean. It's not shade. It's hard to win Division One, man. Yep. Three wins in Division One for a team that's not a lot. quarterbacked oh. by Joe Mayer, Kevin Wyatt, Dan Lazara, like uh, and Alexander Pugh's. Any team to win three games in that division who's not quarterbacked by one of those four guys, that's a good season. Yeah. Simple, simple as that. Yep. Simple as that. I that's disagree with your usual reasonable take. I work in extremes. We need a best person. What do you mean the best we person? need to know LeBron or Jordan. <laughs> there is only one. Sure. There can never be shared titles. Why? Well, listen, we, we put out the reel of oh, the Kevin Wise reel this week, and someone someone said that uh, Rosenblatt is the goat over Kevin Wyatt. So, did you see that message today? It was it was written in the uh, goat? comments. Goat. Oh, it was on that one. Okay, I thought it was. I thought someone was talking about the. Uh, the post that we put up with uh, Medric Lazon throwing like a, a bit of a wobbly touchdown pass, and I'm like, "You're calling him the goat." I'm like, "He's good no. in Division Six and Five." You confused two things. Okay, I didn't. Uh, okay. Also, what do you have against wobbly passes, man? <laughs> it's all I throw. But I'm like, let's pump the brakes on cross uh, his body. Medric Lazon, <laughs> the goat, cross <laughs> his body while moving to his right. Yeah, <laughs> he's good, but uh, the goat. Yeah. I spoke to speaking of. Uh, the dudes from Bulldogs. I spoke to Ryan Dobbs about quarterbacking in FPF. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Um, How'd that go? I, yeah, just, I told him. Like, Better hey, than his quarterbacking. Um, huh? 
the conversation went better than his quarterback. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's doing all right. He's doing all right. Um, he Cohen three, by the way. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But I mean, it's that's where Ryan's throwing. So yes, naturally, it's Cohen three. Yeah. Exactly. The audience doesn't know this, guys. I, I, I know. It's your job to, to bring it up. He I did. Just did. The worst. The worst. Um, How'd that conversation go? It went well. Um, he told me he's thrown a little bit in MFL. Yeah. Okay. He's, this year? Uh, he's got a strong arm. We know Yeah. We know he's got a strong arm. We yeah, know yeah. He's, he, he can knows throw a league. football. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we also know there's more to <laughs> quarterbacking in FPF, right? Um. He said, interestingly, what he's starting to do more is hooks and slants, right? Because especially in Coed 3, they're going to be open. Yep. He's having a hard time placing deep passes. And that's it's an underestimated skill it where, really like, is. you can have a great arm, but it doesn't mean you can connect with your receivers yep. downfield. Yep. And and that, I told him, like, dude, that's fine. Like, take two or three deep shots a game. Yeah. Yeah. And and the rest of it, it'll come. It'll come. Yes. You don't need you – can, you can throw a lot of yards by throwing five and seven-yard passes. You know, you, you can score a lot of touchdowns with yeah. five and seven-yard passes. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen Kevin Wyeth have an entire game of triple slants. Yep. Right? And so, like, um, you can do it. It's yeah. fine. Um, it's a great team. Um, yeah, surrounded by a lot of experience, good talent. Yeah. I, thought, I think Tony Lalo was a nice piece. Yeah. Uh, an experienced FPF vet. Um, I don't know a lot about Diana uh, James Landry, but she looks like she's been doing her job really well. Alex LaRoche, we know, is a very, very good snapper. Uh, a snapper himself, Ryan Dobbs, fed him the ball 9 well, for 10, 83. When, when you played snapper, yeah. you realize how, how open snappers yes, get. Yes. They get fed. Yes. <laughs> they yeah. get fed when the, the quarterback you, is a snapper as well, right? Yeah. So, um, And Alex Noel, I think, is a good piece too. Ah, absolutely. Are you kidding? Um, so, uh, Evan we talked about her uh, earlier in the show. I think, I think she's a nice piece. Um, I really think this team has a good combination of everything. Lorian Lapointe is one of my favorite players as well in mm-hmm. the division, so mm-hmm. she's only played a game. So, uh, you know, if she's there more often than not, I think this will be, uh, this will be a good competitive team. Um, and they beat – Pacquiao have been better than I thought. But at the same time, I would imagine they still have their organizational issues. Right. And so Ryan Dobbs will take advantage of that, right? Yep. With just his knowledge. And uh, they play Canicule this week. Yeah. <laughs> and I expect that to be – I expect them to, to go on a little bit of a, of a win streak here. Uh yes, uh Fast and Furious three you mean yeah yes um yeah like you mentioned Diana James Landry two touchdowns uh or one touchdown in back to back weeks so for uh, totaling about sixty sixty four yards or so in uh in her two games back to back games with touchdowns yeah it's Canicule with you know newer team they're fine they're gonna pick up too late in the game that Alex Ladosh is getting 10 receptions and then if depending on Ryan's playbook he'll take advantage of that like okay you're crashing on my on my snapper well then this route or yeah. that route is going to be open especially if you run like sale concepts where yes where there's a layer level behind the snapper right where if they're going to give it to you for free great and then once they jump the snapper that l- level above is open yeah uh yeah I just see a lot of the experience from all the players, from the female down, you know, down to the quarterback, um, yeah, they're just. I, yeah, I, think, I think, see I think it like right. a twenty twenty point. And, and I'm proud of him for trying. Like it's it's yes. it's hard to quarterback in FPF, yep. and um, he's starting low division. He's gonna. He, I think he'll see success just because he's he's got a knack for it. It seems, and and I think he's a smart enough player. Um, and as he moves up, 
you know, he'll be like, okay, this is a little bit harder, and he'll he'll improve adjust. With that as well. Yeah, adjust um, slowly. I think yep. it's cool. I think it's cool to see him trying it. Is, it, you know? yeah. it it's definitely the next time you're in a huddle as a receiver, you're like. You were gonna say something, or like you're like, yeah, no, it's it's harder than it looks. Um, I'll, yeah, yeah, especially like when you, when you're receiving, you don't understand the reads, and you're like, come back to the huddle. I was totally open. Like, yeah, you read five. I didn't get to yeah. you. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Before I already completed a pass for 18 yards. I'm sorry you were open for 30. The ball was out of my hand. Yeah. Uh, but like when you played quarterback, you get it. Like yeah. you can't see all five people at the same time. So you know it it happens. Um, Plus, there's game management in there that I'm, like, doing a lot more of this year. Like, I don't need the 18-yard pass right now. I need the two-yard pass to chew this clock up because this is the final possession of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a huge underestimated part of the game. Yeah. Plus, let's be real. As a receiver, if you think you're open, you're usually not actually open. And yeah. it's because the quarterback's looking the other direction and the defense is bailing there, not because you're actually open. Yes. I, I was just thinking of that on my way here, like... Oh, and I asked receivers, I'm like, were you open? And then they all said yes, and I'm like, there's no way you were all open. I'm like, when I'm asking <laughs> if you're open, I mean, like, you're wide open. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a, like, a little Like, you running nuance. a deep route, and your person stayed short. <laughs> yes, yeah. like, now like, you're open. Like, but the like, outside flat bailed on the go, and the drag going across the field has no coverage whatsoever on the yeah. sideline, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. wide open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Not the guy's trailing me to by, the right. By a yard or two. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, I know you, you beat him by a yard or two, but... You're not wide open. I got to place like, that ball perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and again, I think I think the playing quarterback helps you see that. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, Kaniki Lee got the first one. Nice. They're one and one with a plus minus of negative two. Not bad. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so because oh, against of that, Sneaky Snakes, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 24 yeah, to 20. Win. That's a good win. Yeah. Do we think they're going to be a tough out every week? Uh, let me take a look at that uh, that game against Sneaky Snakes. Pick six made a difference here because that actually changed the outcome of the game. I also don't think Sneaky Snakes had uh, their quarterback, usual quarterback, um, Daryl Dorsley there. He did not, no. So that impacts uh, not only their uh, their offense, he also is, uh, I believe... I mean, they only had 68 yards uh, passing. Yeah. One off a good time. Uh, one off what? One off a good time. I don't get it. One off a good time. You're terrible. Yeah, I'm focused on the show, Eagle. Um, He's doing show. With sexual innuendo. Yeah, I, I'm too focused. 68 is not nice. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Okay, sorry. Okay. God damn it. Um, so what do I think of Kanikuli? Yeah, uh, look, good, good, good win, I, I guess. I don't know how to how to chalk this one up. And are they going to be competitive week in and week out? My gut feeling is no, especially in these back-to-back weeks with uh, Fast Not Furious. Even even against Block Party, who's been kind of struggling out of the gates, I I, I I see them, Block Party, winning that game by, like, two possessions at, at the very least. Yeah. Like, um, they'll be within reach of a game. And then with like about eight minutes left, another team will go up by two possessions. Then they won't score, and then it'll end up like a three possession. So if you're Caniculate coming into this season, what do you consider to be a successful season? Are we talking you have to get championship? Are we talking playoffs? Are we talking staying competitive in all of their games and like you know trying to sneak out wins? Well, like wh- how 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 would you approach this from a development perspective? Uh, look, 
I find that difficult to answer for a couple of reasons. Athena Ryan doesn't have a lot of experience throwing an FPF. She threw a little bit for Yin Yang. Mm-hmm. Um, she's developing in, in the league. Um, Not terrible stats so far. It's been like, okay. Like it's been three fun. to one. TD that's why I think it'll be competitive in a yep. lot of games. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can see that. And then on top of that, I don't know what the, the middle and bottom tier of co-ed threes going to look like. I don't know who the decent teams are and who the bad teams are yet. Yep. Because a lot of good teams played against a lot of bad teams and a lot of teams are beating each other, but I don't really, I, ca- I haven't been able to really get a grasp on who's really good. Yeah. Well, sorry, I know who's really good. Yes. I don't know who's kind of good and I don't know who's going to struggle. I I have the same sen- sentiment. It's it's a little too early to tell. Especially, it doesn't help when sneaky snakes don't have their quarterback. Things things of this nature that tell a different story. If Daryl had Dor- Daryl Dorsley been there, uh, I probably give the edge to to sneaky snakes in that one. Or you know, scratch the probably. I give the edge to sneaky snakes. Yeah. Um, they play a much better team in Fast and the Furious Three in the next two weeks. Yeah. But so if they. Like to me, even if they lose those games, if they're twenty four twenty games or yes, or, or uh, thirty to twenty six or whatever it is, like like one score games, yeah. I think at that point we know this is gonna be a, a middle pack team. It's gonna be tough every week, and I think that that's eagle to answer your question. I think that's a win for them. Yes, I like the ball distribution though from Athena Ryan. Who do you cover on the team? Who's their primary receiver? Like the ball distributions there. Is it Evan Gerbert? Is it Oben Laria? Uh, Lara Uzoka, Maria Manseri, they're they're all getting five to to nine targets in that range. So like, you know your your sneaky snakes or your um, block party, half and half. Who are you taking away? It's tough. Yeah, yeah they use everybody. Yeah, but is it also that no one has be- like risen to be that number one, true number one receiver? Right? Like, is it is it too much parity on this team? Just based off the sneaky snake game, and if you open up like that, uh, that box score, you'll see the one, two, three, four, five, six, six different receivers with a with a reception, and nine that were targeted. Yeah. So I I I just that in particular, I I I like that. I I like a distribution where you don't know where the ball's going, so you need to be five deep. Yeah. In coverage, which. In Coed three, you're not gonna you're not, not gonna have team you're not in, gonna have team. Comparison: Mark Andre Gosselin had ten ten targets right for uh, sneaky snakes right. So, yeah, it it, um, it does definitely make a difference for yeah. sure. Um, so I think that keeps them in in games. Yeah, yeah. I like Larry Uzoka. I think I think uh, she's gonna have an impact on this team for sure. Uh, Evan Gubert obviously has scored the most touchdowns, and, and mm-hmm. those two seem to be the top two. But to your point, it doesn't mean you can abandon everyone else because everyone's getting the ball. Because at that, they had four and three targets and they weren't even the most targeted players on the team. So yeah, and uh, I'm, if I'm seeing their two-way player, um, it's likely Maria Manseri. Uh, already four catches, 23 yards, and has three sacks on the season. Uh, we know the lower divisions in all of FPF, regardless co-ed, men's, women's, uh, the lower divisions, you tend to see a bit more running. From quarterbacks, so yeah. to to get three sacks and put teams that are not as great offenses in third and fourth and long situations is, help. is it helps a lot. Yeah, sacks sacks are 
a much bigger deal in lower divisions than they yes. are in higher divisions. Yeah. A, because there's more of them, and, and B, because... They're usually seven to eight yards and not one or two. Yeah. yeah. We've, di- we've discussed this a lot. When we say, like, FPF's a four-down game, it's not just that you go for a fourth down. It's that you plan your second and third down knowing that, all right, if this doesn't work, what am I calling next because yeah. I need to set up a makeable fourth down? Mm-hmm. Or do I, do I check down here and then... Third down, I could either take a deep shot or get the first down, yeah. and then I still have fourth to convert. And exactly. it's, that's a lesson that's a little counterintuitive, especially if you're like mostly an NFL fan or if you play in uh, like the women's division, have a different rule book. Like it's it's really specific to FPF. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. it takes it takes a little bit of a adjustment, uh, yeah. some, some time to adjust to that. Absolutely. Yeah. I guess FPF, MFL, like that teams yeah, that are based on that rule book. You yeah. know? Um, so yeah, so Michael Scott's thoughts have gotten off to a tough start. Is this going to be a tough season for them, or do you see them building success in the latter part of the season? So I want to lead this conversation off with talking about uh, Kenny Boutillier, who is taking his shot as quarterback for this roster. A um, couple of things I've noticed. We've been talking about the 3-to-1 ratio. He's under on the TDs, over on the INTs, getting sacked way too often. And I think here's the part that's interesting to me. Say he has 39 completions in three games. He also has 16 rushing attempts for 165 yards. Now, as compared to his uh, regular yards, basically every set of downs, he's running on one of them. And if he doesn't get a first on it, then it's passing until he hopes to get a conversion or throws a pick. That's kind of the way I'm looking at the gameplay here. And losing a game by one point in week one, beating Canicule, we just talked about them, and then losing badly to La Secte, in my mind, is a representation of that. It's he has to try and carry this team or feels the need to. And when he can't do it himself, receiving-wise, he's relying on Zachary Alberts-Gill and Evan Eli Nole to carry the yardage. That's it. Like, this this team feels very one-dimensional right now. And I feel like it's it's Kenny who has to adjust to fix the trajectory in order to make the rest of the season successful. Uh, Iggy, uh, Kenny Batelier is your protege. <laughs> So, so I, I well, have a question. He's a he's one of our flag playbook uh, yeah, extensions. He's, he's part of the family tree, right? Yes. But you you've sp- spoken to more than yes. I have yeah, about yeah, quarterbacking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and the reason I'm bringing that up is I, I I have a theory about what's happening. Okay. That it's not unique to, to, to Kenny, but what a lot of non quarterbacks do when they start playing. Go ahead. I have a feeling he's staring down the rush, trying to beat the rush, making throws. Like it's 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 affecting his decision making too much. That's what I saw in week one still mm-hmm. and, and past seasons. And he told me, nope, I'm, I'm not. I'm like, oh, okay. But you, but you don't, if you you're don't, doing that, you don't always know that you're doing that. Yes, may, maybe. But he's like, no, no, no. I'm really focused on, on the pass first. I'm like, okay. I mean, I just, on w- maybe it was one play that I saw where like, he literally said, to me, he started down the rush and then ran, and which he's he's great at. He's really hard yeah, to he's, tackle. He's a really good athlete. Yeah, I've yeah. played with him. He's, yeah. he's awesome. I personally, I, I eagle. I like the sixty percent completion percentage that he's going on versus the forty percent that he's been throwing in the past. So if he is running uh, every set of downs and then, but then completing sixty percent of the passes, this is picking up first downs in my opinion. So, okay, I'm gonna go back to the receiver stats. You can take a look at this. Look I at who's it. getting. The completions, right? It's very front-loaded, let's call yeah, it I, that. I, I, I don't And that's disagree. the part that worries me. I don't think this is a well-designed system. I feel like it's, okay, stare at a receiver. Does he get open? Yes, throw the ball yeah. into the window that I think I have. No, scramble. 
that's what it feels like. There's no actual quarterback progression through the book. It's just, this is my guy, you're getting the ball. You don't get the ball, I panic and I run. And we could be wrong. So reach out to us. Tell us if we're wrong. But yeah. um, something isn't quite where I'm sure Kenny would like it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's uh, – I think there's there's, a, there's different parts of it where maybe the where he's staring down the rush is key downs. Maybe it's – like it may not be all the time. Right, right, right. Um, right. It's a lot of running attempts. It, it's yeah, – so I think I think that again, use and run. It's the, if you're a good athlete, use it absolutely. Yeah, to pick up a first on fourth down. But it's a passing. League. Yeah, it's a league designed for passing. There's three things I'd say basic quarterbacking things that I like. There's just basic things that everyone should do if they want to be a successful quarterback. One I already alluded to. You got to throw the ball hard on every on every down. It's not rockets, but you can't baby a pass in. Teams are just defenses are just too good. You don't have a receiver that can catch a harder ball. I'm sorry, I'd rather the incomplete than the interception. Yeah, and also to learn to catch it. Yeah, two. Uh, what was my two? God damn it! Uh, throw a ball hard. That's uh, one. One. Oh, God damn it! I'm. I'm Which for, two? I'm forgetting all. <laughs> throw right. a ball hard and. No, there was a third one too. Oh. But you didn't get the second one yet because you said throw ball hard is one and two. Oh, the ball will always travel faster than you running with it. So, True. like, just – and you're a quarterback. If you want to progress, there's no point. I, the point of running to get a first down, I get it. But if you want to get better, running doesn't help you get better. No. And not just that. The ball will always travel faster than your legs. That's why I went so slow. Then my throws look harder. <laughs> yes. Uh and I forget the other one, but I always say th- I always say three things. And throw hard. And throw hard. It's like dodgeball. It's the five the, the yeah. D's and, and the dodges in there. The dodge is also the last yes. one. Yeah. Um, who's snapping? Is it Evan Eli Nolet or uh, I I, two, two of my former snappers, Evan Eli Nolet and Abigail Cockerton are on this team. Oh, Abigail just su- subbed one game. Okay. Uh, and the game I saw, Evan wasn't there, so I don't know who's snapping. Okay. Officially. They have two good snipers, though. Yep. Because, uh, I Again, mean... she subbed. I get, You're but not I'm listening. Saying, you know, if she were to sub on more games, whatever. Sure. Bo- both are two of the best snipers I've played with. Yep. So, it's cool. It's cool to have them on the team. Uh, even though it's it may be just one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm moving forward. Um, in Div 5A, who do you think could rebound most from their 0-3 start? Backwoods, football club, or tipped option? So I would need to uh, take a look at who they have coming up. I'll but talk to you a little bit about tip top shape while you're while you're pulling it up. Uh, to, to you said uh, tip top shape. Yes. I was at the game this week when they faced off against Big Fat Bats. Oh, at Heber, yeah. There was a quick highlight on Instagram of Sam Mastub, Mastub running up the sideline. Yeah. Yep. I shot. I. I shot that. Oh, cool. <laughs> you. I, I got to the field early, so I just took a couple of clips before yeah. I saw him. You were that. next to Dan, weren't you, Lazara? Sorry? Were you next to Dan Lazaro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard him laughing. Yeah. <laughs> like, or no, no, no. He went like, oh. And yeah. I'm like, that's Dan's voice. <laughs> that that was, was Dan. I forgot to turn the voice off. Uh, but yeah, it was, um, it was Dan. Um, so one thing I noticed is there was a clear uh, difference in terms of speed and, and um, like. Yeah. To big Fat Bats could do basically everything they wanted to. Um so I have, a, I have a question before you tell me about that anymore. I saw this. Is Philippe Robert Phil Roberts? I'm just curious. 
I don't believe it was. I didn't see it's, Phil it's Roberts. It's an actual Philip Robert. Yeah, it might be just a dude uh, named Philip oh, Philip okay. Robert. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, go on. Uh, that they outmatched their speed at least. Yeah. So well, first of all, there was a, there was a huge injury. Um, yes. I forget who it was. It's the rusher on uh, on tip top shape, which is. Um, you can get me his name. Uh, Sylvain Falefant. Yeah, exactly. Sil- so he Sylvain. collided. He went like head first into Sam Mashtub's elbow. Oh, I heard it was quarterback. Yeah, I think it was on a, a throwback play. Oh, okay. Or maybe I misunderstood what Sam was telling me. Maybe okay. he ran. T- but he he so he said he ran into him. Is what I understood. But him being Matthew Zepetoi. No, well, yeah, it was Sam Mashtub telling me. A oh guy oh ran oh into oh my elbow. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Um, so Split. I don't know if it was on a, on a drop back play. Right, uh, okay. Convert, perhaps. Right, uh, right, right, right. Um, Split open his head, I heard. Yeah, so he, he, he hit the ground, and he's, he, he, Sam asked, are you okay? And he said, I think I'm bleeding. And he's like, no, no, you're fine. And then he turned, and Sam saw the gash, and was like, oh, no, no, you're, you're bleeding pretty yeah, bad. So they yeah. stopped the game. Yeah. Uh, David DeAndre helped bring him, I'm sure, to the, yeah, hospital. To the hospital. That's why, that's why David DeAndre didn't throw the entire game. Yeah. Um, like at that point, the game was mm. pretty much out yeah. of out of reach anyway. Yeah. Uh, look, big fat bats scored thirty two points in the first half. Yeah. It, 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 They're it was, that kind of offense. Yeah. There was uh, a, a remarkable difference between the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luca Lachese is really coming along as a receiver. Mm-hmm. He's been a great rusher his entire time in FPF. Yeah. But now, uh, yeah, he's adding, adding that. that part on his yeah. on his offense. We yeah. talked about the the addition of Sam Mashtub, and of course uh, Matthew Nagy Zapatelli just being. The ridiculous athletes they are. Um, there was just too, there was too, they got ra- they got run off the field. Uh, tip top shape. Mm-hmm. Tip top shape are going to be a very matchup dependent team this season. Okay. Yeah. And what kind of team are they successful against? If big, if a team like Big Fat Bats, a team that's more methodical like them. I mean, next week they so have like clinkers. clinkers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that. That's I didn't even see that, that. That's their next schedule. But yeah, like I, I, I feel like a clinker team is is something that. Clickers minutes of sobriety. Yeah. Um, I don't have a feel for the process yet this season. Me neither. Just trust the process. <laughs> yeah, Just I trust. guess so. I guess so. Um, the, the, the they seem a little process seem a little bit leaner than previous seasons. Uh, in terms of the the players on their team, they're missing. Yeah, a couple like dudes. Th- I'd say they're missing like a Dondre Borden. Dondre's on the team, for the example. Type yeah, type of thing. Uh, yeah, I, I I think you're onto something with tip top shape, uh, and that they're perhaps in more danger after their 0-3 start facing teams. Save like the Turtles is gonna be tough for them. Petit Carat, West Island Boys, save the Turtles and yeah, and even Ballers. Ballers too. Ballers yeah. won a championship in this division, didn't they? Did or they competed in the championship? They did. No, I thought so. No, no, no. no, no. It was like years ago so. at this point. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe it's past uh, before Iggy. No, no, it's recent. Oh, okay, then no, I no, don't remember no. Um, I remember them being good, <laughs> and they're, they're doing all right. Yeah. So what about BWC here? What happens with uh, with them? Backwards? Yeah. So they played against Red Knot Skins, Matthew Kelgin, uh, Michael Does their Petrobon. schedule have the most amount of words ever for an FEF schedule? That's, well, all I mean, the teams it's, it's mostly their fault. It's mostly too. them. But yeah. also Buffalo Wild Wings and West Island Boys and Menace to Supreme and Red Knot Skins. Yeah, it just looks worse though because backwards. Yeah, and they add, they add to it in every game, yeah. but they play a lot of. They also play a lot of teams with three names. Yeah, yeah. true. They could. Yeah, they should have been backwards FC, but then ugh, soccer stuff in our yeah, on our page. Um, that's a tough schedule too. I mean, they're largely playing a lot of the same teams. Uh, uh, so uh, I w- like I was saying, they were playing against Red Knot Skins and uh, the Michael Petrobon led and Matthew Kelgen led team. Uh, said. 
They're very athletic, but that's about it. They're still not that FPF experience. And I was a little surprised. I thought I thought they were better than that. Uh, like we we keep talking about Liam Gilmore or Hennessy Ray. And they're like, yeah, we were up big on them, and we kind of let them back into this game. And it was still like a 32-18 to 18 game yeah. where they were up, I think, uh, pretty pretty big at halftime. I think the score was 26-6 uh, to 6 yeah. at, at halftime. It surprised me. Uh, look, the tip-top shape schedule, I think, is harder. But given the the knowledge that Matthew Kelgen, Michael Petro, Petrobon have of playing against good teams, for them to say that we didn't have to play our best and we beat them quite handedly leaves me a little worried for, for backwards. I like I like how Red Naskins are built also. Yes, like they're they, really good team. They took a lot of their uh, their core guys from the Bud Light team that they were, yeah, uh, but also added some of the guys that they met through uh, Brad Evans' team, yeah, the Riley Pinecone, Riley Pinecone, uh, Miles Keller, yeah, Craig Browning, Craig, uh, and and then you have Michael Petrobon and Anthony Gentile. Like it's it's a good team. It's yeah, really good those those guys are cap friendly. Yeah, uh, it's a stupid name, but yeah, um, I don't. I again, why the the, the the quotations? Who's saying not? Yeah, who's the person who's saying not? The Redskins uh, owner. Yeah, I yeah. guess. I mean, <laughs> not he. He will not be the owner soon, yeah. and they are no longer called that. Maybe so it's yeah. Borat saying it. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, it's weird. I like to know who they're quoting. I like to know who they're quoting, or maybe they just don't know how quotation marks work. Um, but yeah, um, I I like the team a lot, though. I yeah. think I think they fit Matthew Kildren's skill set, um, and they're good enough on both sides of the ball. Yeah. That when Matthew Kildren gets reckless, because he will, um, it won't matter. He's he's proving to be very conservative. Yeah, it's in, coming. In, in <laughs> it's coming. How do I say it? Ten to one TD ratio. Here it is again. Ten to one. It's not conservative though. It's conservative in terms of protecting the football. Yeah, which is what you have to do. You have to do that. And he's really impressed me so, so far. But he I hasn't re- had a game where he's had to go score for score yet. I guess that's where he tends to make mistakes. I I guess. I, I, I look. I, look. I think I, he's learned a lot playing yeah. with guys like Brad Evans, mm-hmm. who really understand flag and and. Yeah. But that was my. At recoll- some point, we all ha- at some point we all have our nature. That was my recollection of him with the Bud Knights a couple seasons. Yeah. He threw. just chucking it. Yeah, and I, even looking back at some of our games of the week, which like look really old, <laughs> uh, where I'm like, well, okay, I thought. Like I've seen him throw now, and I'm like, yeah, he's he's progressed. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. he's better. He's better than he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying though that somewhere deep that down nature, inside, that nature is there. So it's still there. You know what I mean? Like, okay. and and maybe look if he if he got it coached out of him, yeah, great. He's great. gonna see a lot of success because yep. he's talented. Mm-hmm. Um, but like against teams like him, University, uh, against Glory Boys, Ballers, there's a lot of teams on this in this schedule that can score. Okay. Yeah. I'll let's let's wait then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. That's a definitely a wait and see thing, but I, I do think they might be one of the best teams. Yeah. In terms of roster construction, I think they're one of the best teams in the division. Uh, uh yeah. Yeah. I I I totally think so. I think the Ice Up, Red Knot Skins, especially just Group A, those those two teams really stand out to me. Group B, the Save the Turf Dolls right now and Big Fat Bats are just a cut above. I'll include myself in no friend zone. We had a fun, we had a really fun game against West Island well, boys. Well, you're, you're, you're throwing in Division Five. 
You're too good to be throwing Division 5. You're allowed. At the time. Enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be the last time. Ma- the argument... And you're playing terribly in Division 5, though. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, the argument there, by the way, for like people like, what? Division 5? Jared Buck and Simon Blais threw in Division 5 last year. Just saying. Yeah, last year. Yeah, last year. You threw in Division 5 last year. No, I did not. You didn't? No. You did 6? Yes. Okay. Div- you're Div- a lot better than you were last year, though. Yeah. You're, you're literally a different quarterback than you were last year. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, so when it comes to practice squad, practice squad five, mm-hmm. um, they they were formerly formerly former all stars. You had to say it that the, way. The artists formerly known as formerly all stars. <laughs> um, they got four games in so far this season. Yeah, uh, which is. Not common. Some Buffalo Wild Wings have played one. <laughs> just, yeah, it's, just FYI. It's I kind of like that because it makes like our power rankings, which just went up on our Instagram page, by the way, in case you haven't seen them. Um, it makes them more interesting. Yep. Because it, it, it like if two teams have played the same amount of games, it's clear who's better because especially one team has more wins and yeah. one team has more losses. Yeah. But here, there's more debate because of all, all this uh, this variance, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so Black Squad has beaten tip top shape. Um, they played a close game against Big, Big Fat Bats, which is given how well Big Fat Bats have been playing. Oh, that's okay. really impressive. Yeah. Okay, save the Turtles. That that one didn't go well, but then tying the process. So like, I I don't think they've had an easy schedule either. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just playing well. They're playing well. Um, interesting. Yeah. Alex Pap, you know, he's still learning the position. Yeah. Have you seen him play? With not this season. He tends to run it well. I mean, look, he's 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 good, but he's putting up those uh, about eighteen attempts he, rushing, eighteen attempts for for rushing touchdowns. There help. you go. Like it, it makes it understandable because he, yeah. he is. He's very difficult to. He's he's not elite speed, but he's just shifty in a certain way. He's slippery. He's just slippery, and he makes guys miss, but not because of a like an outstanding juke. Just or, good or body control. Just sli- yes, yes. I think that's that's yeah, properly. That's said. what I remember from him as well. Y- yeah, and does that pump thing, that where like he's just pumping downfield even though he's already passed the line of scrimmage. That's, uh, <laughs> you remember Doug McKernan? Yeah, that that was his thing. You'd pump fifteen yards downfield. Yeah, and and same kind of thing. Yeah. Yes, uh, I've tried it. By the way, it never works. <laughs> <laughs> like the few times I do run, I'm like, all right, cool. I got three. I'm three yards behind the line of scrimmage. Pump fake the flag. Like, why? <laughs> reminds me of the Trailer Park Boys quarterback. Um, yes, Antoine uh, Minier. Yes, who does it uh, like, constantly? Yes, constantly yeah. to to gain extra yards. Hey, look, they're they're good at it. But eight, what is it? Eight to four TD to INT, so two to one. Five hundred yards in four games. The six sacks, so he is getting sacked against a good rusher. Eighty-eight QBR. There's something left to be wanted on uh, as a passer. Yeah, in and, my and opinion. Like, I like Vincent Demare and Fabrice Robillard is really good too. Yeah, um, and they're starting to develop Stefano Desetta as oh, he's, a third he's option. Good. He's he should be he should be the number one option, yeah. but it doesn't yeah. seem like like he doesn't seem to go there first. He seems to be like a second like or a third shot. option. Like like w- when he needs to take a deep shot, it tends to be uh, Stefano. Uh, oh, from okay. what I remember. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, I, I but yeah, I agree. I think he's probably the best receiver in the team. Yeah. Uh, just in, uh, let's say in terms of route running, his route running is the best on the team. Yeah. I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll say it that way. Yeah, he look he looks really good. Um, I, I like him a lot. I think I think uh, they can benefit from going to him a little more, more often. 
uh, and maybe giving him a couple, like letting him use that route running on breaking hard on the hook or come back and mm-hmm. like uh, allowing him to use his separation uh, rather than just sort of spacing routes. I think he'd be great. He's great on ISO routes also. And yeah. that that's something they can, they can focus on for sure. But yeah, Vincent Demers uh, seems to, that's his first three games of, uh, of his FPF career. Uh, although it should be four. Um, but yeah, he's racked up over 200 yards already in four games. That's, that's good. If averaging 50 yards per game in FPF, that's the entire field and a first down. So yeah, yeah that's, that's... Red Dragons point. play penetrators in uh, 5B towards the end of the season. Um, do we think there's a two or three team race in this division? In 5B, right? Yeah. Between penetrators, Red Dragons, and who's the third team? Uh, uh, dry? The blue dry, the the black label of uh, of spraying the cheap beers. These guys, um, uh, the Carlings. Yes. Oh God. Next the Wildcats. Year. The Gross. Yeah, the Gross is okay. Only for the I, bottles. I like all beer, so just for the bottles. Yeah. I, as as a, okay, yes, because I I use them to uh, yes. to put my beer in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, as a manufacturer of beer, I don't speak badly about anybody who also makes beer. Someone at some point came up with that recipe, and so. I don't, I don't disparage any beers. Yeah, I think except for Cheval Blanc, that shit's gross. Okay. <laughs> I think you're missing a lot of teams here. Yeah, Killer Rays. I like Killer Rays. What could have been? I didn't frame the question, but yeah. What What could have been? Killer Rays to me are the are, are the best team in the division. Probably, yeah, they are the best team in the division. I played with Tyler Gerberg this week. Tell me about that. Um, he's amazing. He's really good. Yeah, he's a really, really re- just um. He's not just a fast receiver. He uses his body well. Good yeah. route runner. He's everything you want in a receiver. He, he gets the game. Yeah, right? he gets he the gets game. He understands the spacing. The spacing concepts, yeah. He, 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 uh, I, like, I like that team a lot. I think everyone sort of plays the role. Donovan Hines great size. Evan White's really good. Yeah. Um, Chris Genio, um, the times I've seen him play, has been really good. Yeah. Um, been really reliable. He had a really good game in the finals. Um. Jared Aran- yeah. Like it's a really deep receiving squad for this division. Yeah. Jared Arani as a rusher is really good. He's one of oh those yeah, guys. Jared Arani, yeah, that's true. He's one of those guys that against guys like us who release the ball quick, sure, don't get sacks, but he's deflagging you every play or every second play. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Yeah, right. gotta, he's, gotta, he's getting there. Get the he's, he's getting yeah. there. Like if I if I'm off by half a second, I might get sacked. If I if I have to go to go to a third or fourth read, he might get there. Yeah. Absolutely, but he's averaging a second game on top of that. Yep. I, I do want to frame this question slightly differently, right? So we started off with Red Dragons, Penetrators, and Blue Dry as the uh, the leaders in this race. Obviously, we just added Killer Rays in here. Mm-hmm. Give me one reason per team as to why they will struggle to stand out. So let's start with Red Dragons. Like, what's their what's their core weakness that you're worried about as to why they wouldn't match up well let's go with killer rays because you said it's the best team yeah. what's what's your worry in that matchup type of third thing? and fourth down conversions okay penetrators uh height mismatch and blue dry yeah, actually it's a good point i didn't yeah. think about that but that, that's, that's and good. blue dry i also think mo was referring to group d specifically i think so yeah. now that yes <laughs> now that it's framed but that way also mo again i was super busy thanks for the help man yeah thank you appreciate mo. the help yeah also do a better job in your script uh, blue dry there. That's oh, I, I like blue dry. I like uh, what they what I saw in black label last spring. Um, that one they'll have a better the like a better matchup against uh, is blue dry. Uh, what they're specifically gonna struggle with? Uh, 
I guess it's generic to say again, but the third and fourth down conversions, they're just they're just not converting. They're probably if I had to give a guess, and we can look it up in the team stats. Well, uh, when they were another Labat product in, in uh, Black Label, yes, as you know, was quite good. Yes, um, yes, he's a solid very season. Good. To your point, the completion percentage not quite there, and that's often a result of not excelling on third and fourth down. Um, they also, I saw that they have they added Julien Bellavance to the team. That's a pre-Iggy name. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's a very, very good tour player. Is it the same Julien Bellavance? I'm, I'm, I, I haven't clicked it yet, but I was like, because there's also two on the roster, so I don't know who's who. Yeah, I, we, I think Maybe Iggy, weren't you saying there's an email that came in for no, that about it's the wrong okay. one? Mm, no, nah, we get a lot of emails because of the rating and the QB rating. I thought it might have been, but it's it's not the same. Julian I, I remember noticing that at one point. I was like, ah, and then it was a different. But he's also good. He is. Yeah, he seems to be about the same caliber as the Julian we're both thinking of. Uh, really good receiver, really good defensive player as well. Um, you know, he's a guy who's intercepted forty-one passes in uh, winter and spring seasons in in, uh, in FPF. Um, as well as everything he's done on the offensive side. So um, while not the player I was thinking of, um, he is he is a really, really good player to have as well. So you know what? While I said Red Dragons not being as good converting on third and fourth down, they looking at the team stats. You looked it up now? Yes. <laughs> they're actually converting 47% on third down. Not bad. And 57% on fourth down, yeah. which is actually it's pretty good. Yeah, and they're converting seventy percent of their at one uh, extra point converts for one point. Yeah, so now they're, they're not going really for good two. Red zone as well. They're not going for two, and and by the way, you I'm don't have to if you if you get all yes. your ones. Yeah, 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 You don't need to go for two. Yes, yes, yes. But that said, by the way, like they they might think you know they're hearing me and that, that I'm a hater. I've I'm impressed with how they've developed. Yeah, because I, I didn't because think, I didn't think they were gonna be good at all. Because their development really was like a sharp curve. Because yeah. it was very slow at the beginning, <coughs> very slow, uh, and it and it suddenly skyrocketed. Uh, it, it could be because Guillaume Boulanger is now throwing in Division Four as well under Bebe Magic. That's the thing. When That's you throw a in a higher division and then you go to lower division, although it's not working for you in five. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My God, the windows are so much bigger. And <laughs> when I you think, go back down, I think he's benefiting greatly from yeah. that. And they're looking like like I'm seeing the spike in their development, and they're showing it. They're be they're uh, I what is it? Are they uh, without a loss? Without a loss on the season two zero and one, putting over uh, up a hundred hundred points in three games. Bebe Magic, Red Dragons. That that's not usually a thirty plus point consistent offense, and that's what they're doing right now in five B. Um, it's it's nice to see. So, what impresses you more, Patrick Jason of uh, Green Monster, having that ten to one ratio, ten touchdowns, one interception. The new norm, baby. The quarterback play this season has been crazy. I'm telling you, I'm crazy. seeing it everywhere. It's yeah. the new norm. And, by the way, Jeff Lefay. And or or, or or, and. <laughs> <laughs> Because you could also be impressed by two things. Yes. Uh, so I, I and was, or I was impressed by both. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Lefebvre leading the division in passing yards. Jeff, I'm so happy for yes. Jeff because there's not a nicer dude in FPF. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Buster seems Is to be though? a little bit better than the past. Is and he and they're being competitive. They hated playing Division Six because they always felt as though, and, and, and by they I mean Brewers, they always felt as though they would get matched up against these insanely fast young. CJP University kids. 55 rating. So they say, you know what, let's just try 5B. And, and you know what? It might be working out for them. I think they added a few players, but 
to uh, look, I was when I saw that when I saw what Mo wrote, I'm like, whoa, Jeff Lefebvre's leading Div five B in, in in passing yards. But then I looked and I'm like, okay, he played an extra game, so he's played three, uh, four games when most, if not all, of the division has played three. But still, to put up 600 passing yards in four games, in four games given it's about 150 yards. passing yards per game. And that's probably, I, I, if I had to venture a guess, that's above his average of like, I'd probably want to say 110, 125 per game. Yeah. So he's driving half the field more per game than he usually is. But he's not converting, yes. Iggy. That's the problem. That's the big yeah. thing here. Is I, so like, yeah. they, they beat Vic in a box. But like, so like, that's the kind of games they're going to have to win. It's sort of gritty and ugly games. Yeah. They beat Vic in a box. They had a chance to be pocket rockets. And they let him off the hook by not making the converts. Yes, yeah, that's that game. That game, that game could have been theirs. They allowed uh, two extra point converts to uh, Craig O'Brien, um, and on their end, they only got the one convert. Yeah, so in a in a vacuum, I was more impressed with Jeff Lefebvre leading leading Div five five B in in passing yards. But when you drill down to it. Uh, Patrick Jason having 10 it's just 10 to 1 come on man like, it's amazing it's crazy good and he's never been known to be uh, like a great quarterback right yeah. and he's, he's a developing quarterback and to see that development progress I, again look the sample size is two games probably right or maybe three games at mm-hmm. this point so it's maybe a little too early to, to be you know throwing all the flowers out but for what it is, ten to one is really fucking good. It's really good. So, in a vacuum, Jeff Lefebvre, but in, within context of an FPF game, give me Patrick Jensen. I'll give you one more thing though in favor of Jeff Lefebvre. Um, Go. And Patrick Jensen was one of those guys. By the way, he had to throw for that Vince Nardone team in Division Three, and oh yes, they were mismatched, and, and like clearly it helps him develop, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so like, kudos to him and. I, Pajazon as an FPF player, period. You're a better team if he's on your team. Yeah. Straight oh, up. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're a team that Green Monster has a reputation of not scoring enough. That's, no longer the, that's not the case anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but Jeff Lefebvre, if you look at that last drive, Brewers are driving for the win. They, he, he threw for 41 yards, of off, 41 yards of offense. He got sacked for a two-yard sack. So the way I see it, based on just the, 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 the game recap, mm-hmm. is that they got stopped at the one-yard line. Right. They got stopped at the goal line. Yeah. So Jeff Lefebvre was driving with a chance to, w- to win the game and got to the goal line. And you know what? Like, again, given the fact of how much he struggled at the quarterback, it's impressive that he was able to lead. Late games, there's, there's an art and, and, and a skill that's required in late game uh, drives. Yeah. It, it's difficult. Not everyone can do it. Uh, Jeff wasn't that guy for a long time, mm-hmm. and that's as far as moral victories go. That's a good, that's a good one to take home with you. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll give you that one for sure. There were they're one and three though. Yeah, well, but I, I know, but all a, that's that's again. That you could, I we're, we're, yes. we're probably feeling very differently if it's two and two. But if he gets true. one more yard, true, 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 we true. feel completely different about his season. Yes, but results matter. Of course, but I, I I do. Agree. You have to win I, games. There's I, only ten of them. I, I'm, but I'm agreeing with you yeah. that that late game drive, it's not easy. It's 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 not, and it takes a certain mental fortitude. And maybe we're we're at the point where he's and also surrounded himself with it looks like better talent, and it's and it's helping his game. But 
again, we're giving him the, the kudos as well. Yeah. Just score. No smiles in co-ed one for the funny club as Alex Nadepuz wasn't there. Not um, so funny. Fast yeah. Not Furious did what they're supposed to do. They beat a team when their quarterback wasn't there. No shade thrown. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. That's what you expect a team led by Miles Gibbon to do. Um, and they did just that. They did just that. I was watching this game. Well, like 80% of it. Mm-hmm. The star of this game, Jessica Bositampen. She's going to be the star of a lot of games. She, with her four sacks, completely neutralized the Guillaume Bellin, I'm doing the Braves double, triple quarterback thing. It worked for a couple plays, but it also led to sacks, interceptions from James Drysdale. She's going to win Defensive Player of the Year in co-ed one. Yeah. You, sa- you heard it here first. Uh, yeah. I think we said it also two weeks ago. <laughs> like, we were like, she might win Defensive Player of the Year. Maybe. No, not... Well, I don't know if we said defensive player of the year. Maybe we said w- female player of the year. Maybe. It's we, defensive we, we, player. And you're basing this off of one game. Yes. That good. Yes. No, she's really good. Yeah. I, I mean, we saw it last year in COVID as well. She had 22 sacks in a season. Really. <laughs> That's crazy. She's played 27 games, Eagles. She has 38 sacks. Damn. And in, in, in not including uh, Fall Cup, which can we put... The Fall Cup seasons on Stop the looking at me. That page. Stop looking at me and look at that guy over there. Don't look at me. Look at a guy named Carlo. <laughs> Carlo! Carlo! <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, star of the game, uh, Jessica de- definitely was, uh, was leading. Well, Tevin's really good. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, yeah, a, yeah. She's excellent. Like the, the engine that kept the Fast Not Furious uh, fire alive was, was going through her because while Miles Gibbon... Not a good game. It could have been better. I know that sounds crazy to say four TDs, no interceptions. It, it, it just well, the four TDs, like, look, when you only allow 12 points, you got to score more than four. You should score more than four times. Yeah. I, well, I, I mean, why does one thing have to do with the other, actually? Because you're, you're, you're the other team's not you're possessing, he's not completing drives. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not possessing the ball as long. Um, so, Miles Gibbons been really good at protecting the ball. But I've always felt as though he he should score more. It just it felt that way. I was there. But it, it always just feels felt that, that way. Like you know what I mean? Like like it always feels like, like he could have. A, he leaves a score on the table. Yeah. In 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 eighty percent of his games, he yeah. leaves a score on the table. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's, like because I'm only saying that because he's excellent. Like yes. I'm holding him to a high standard. Yes. Because he's amazing. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's that simple. Yeah. yeah. And like, look. As, as impressive as the six receptions on seven targets for 82 yards and four touchdowns going Ryan uh, Dobbs Garnett's way. Take him out of the lineup. Two for four for 30, two for two for 30, three for four for 21. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it left me wanting more. Like the, the game, I I was surprised when I'm, I kept looking at the scoreboard. I'm like, it's 26-12? This game feels like it's 38-12. to 12. No, no. You still have Vincent Morissette, Gilbella on defense. Um, I get it. William Trotsky on defense. It's it's a good defense. But but uh, th- with the three interceptions that Funny Club threw to the Fast and Furious defense, I'm just out. I, I was looking back at the scoreboard and I'm like, wait, it's not 38 to 12. Like I felt like 
I'm like, uh, maybe I, I went over to another field at one point. I'm like, they were driving the field, and I'm like, wait, they they didn't punch it in. Like they were they were at the five yard line. Like they didn't. Yeah. Like it, it, it's it's what you're saying. Like I'm I felt like a score or two more were left off off the the board. Yeah, I'm a fan of Sarah Cormier on Funny Club. Mm-hmm. I think she's really good. Um, she was the best receiver for Funny Club in this game. Yep. Um. And again, it's it's a non-traditional game. You don't have your quarterback, so you're you're running sort of a trick playbook. Uh, she was the one that kind of. But if you're if you if you know as many people in FPF as the Funny Club, and you have the cap loss of Alex Nadopuse, why not bring in a quarterback? Yeah, bring in a sub. I I, I don't know. Like you you could probably fit like a Dan Lazara or something on <laughs> Steve. Like you know what I mean? Like it, it, Alex Nadopuse is one of the highest cap hits in FPF. Yeah. Why not replace him? Like I get it when you when you when you when you have to replace someone who has no impact on your cap, it's hard. But when the, when you lose it, the 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 top cap hit on your team, that means you have a lot of options. And if you get someone who fits the division, you don't even have the the penalty. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I don't know. Oh, there's no penalty. It's code one. But yeah. I was. Oh, I get. Oh, no, is there a penalty in code one? I don't remember. Eagle penalty. Uh, no. Oh, no you're talking about code one. And you're talking about the two, QB right? uh, flex. Yeah, that's Koa flex Koa and two. one. Koa two, yeah. Two. No, we have a cap on one. We have QB flex and coed two. Coed one, because coed one has a cap. Oh, but it's always highest division with a cap has a flex. It's always the lowest. The the it's the highest division with a cap. Hmm. Highest division with, with a, a QB oh, cap. Oh, oh, with has a, with a, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. So, yes, for example, yes. Division One has no, is no cap. Yes. Division Two does, therefore flex. Got it, got one it, yes, has yes. a QB cap, no, it therefore flex. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. I'm looking at it. On, then we have wrong information on roster verification, my friend. Uh, I was pretty. I was fairly certain that Coed Two is the one with a a QB flex. I'm reading here. Coed One cap and a. Speak into the mic. Hmm. Coed One cap and a. <laughs> Thanks. Interesting. Okay, then it's replaced to two. I I was but okay, but either way, yes, either yes. way, you have, you have infinite cap room because yes. you, you don't have Alex Nadopius throwing. So bring a quarterback. So literally anybody who's who's throwing a FPF well, before. There was two things. So I call Iggy. Uh, well, I was watching that. I'm, I'm gonna say two things. Okay, there you go. He's there. He's I was the there. <laughs> I was there sitting sitting down just watching that. Which I did. It, that didn't go through my head. That just went through it my head. It doesn't have right to now. go through your head. You're not on the team. Yeah, it's their team. Figure out your problem, man. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah. Like it didn't go through my head then. It just went through my head now. I'm like, oh, I, I could have thrown this team with Vincent Marisa, Guillaume Belin, Wiltratier, Sarah Cadmier. Uh, like I'm like, oh, that would have been fun to throw for yeah. this team. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing was, why didn't Wiltratier throw? That's also like, true. Like he he threw I because he threw he with threw the double some, but he wasn't the main quarterback. Why not? He's good. He's like he's good for Cohen one. Like he he, he would have I think put up more than twelve points. So yeah, there were some questionable uh, quarterbacking decisions there, but uh, it, it is what it is. There's a one week off, I guess. Yeah. Nado Pews will be back. Yeah. Um, and and that'll that'll make the team look different. Yeah, uh, just a bit. Free smoke beats party mix at zero and two. A party mix becoming a middle of the pack team in the division. Like as a division caught up to them, that'd be interesting because for now, a now long Delorier, I mean, I am Francois Delorier, yes, but he wasn't there. I mean, ha- so is also a lot of their roster on a lot of these games. Alexi Goma only has one GP. Uh, Marie-Lou Cote Noël only has one GP. Those are the common names. And Chevalier as well hasn't been around. So 
not only are you working a game without uh, yourself, Pease, um, but the surrounding cast has also not really been there. So I don't know if I'm looking into this too much at this point, but cause for concern, question mark. They have Power Rangers next week. Then they have Northern Braves the week after that. Jesus. They have LPP the week after that. They have Easy Fun. Granted, it's retooled, same, so yeah. okay, fine, yeah. maybe. And then you end with Outlaws, Justice League, oh, and uh, Girl Scouts I don't know a lot about, but then Ballbusters too. This isn't uh, this isn't easy. No, no. it's tough. Uh, and like this week, with a full Pichet roster, was throwing, it takes her out of the receiving core. Who? Catherine Pichet. Yep. So, you know what I mean? Like it's it's not the usual roster, but like they also lost to to Funny Club Fair in week one. But that's the whole point is that Party Mix, who used to be the class of the division, yeah. now given that we're seeing play guys like Miles Gibbon and and uh, Alexander Pugh's uh, throwing and, and Stephen Harper saw yeah, yeah. uh, Dom Lefall. Dom Lefall, Joe Mayer. Mayer. Like, now, where does that put Pony Mix? Yeah. Right? In middle, yeah, middle of the class, right? I mean, look, they're very, they've been competitive in their past two games, given the roster incompleteness. Um, so, but I, yeah, I think they are now but a step point, below. Results matter. Yes, they're yeah. losing these close games. Yes. Where, and again, Usually. the high standard is because you used to run this, used to run this town, yeah. right? You and Power Rangers used to run this town, yeah. and I think a lot of teams were interested in taking down teams like Party Mix and Power Rangers. I yeah. think there was a big interest in that in this year, and I think they're proving to be successful at doing it. So well, I'm gonna like obviously the, with the rule changes, the amount of teams now in co-ed, co-ed's grown. We didn't used to see quarterbacks like Joe Mayo throwing in. in yeah, we didn't see a lot of Division One pl- players throwing in, in, in division. Um, you know, and and we've seen the rise of uh, you know other teams like Justice League as well. Yeah, being uh, retooled and advanced exactly. each and every year. And yeah, and I think uh, all of these play into that. I don't think it's just them. Regressing, yeah. I think the division has improved. I don't know where our props are, so we're going to have to put on figurative hats for this uh, question I have for you here. As a So, Pease, we're going to put on a hat as a player in Co-Ed 1, and Iggy, you're going to put on a hat as a media coverage person for Co-Ed 1. Well, he's wearing a hat, and he is a media coverage person. Yeah, but pretend it's a different hat, or like you're a different person or something. Yeah, pretend you're a different person in the same hat. So I'm Pease Delores. I am Francois Delorier. Then. There we go. You, yeah, yeah. Full circle. But I'm Francois Delorier, the player. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. So Perfect. This makes sense. <laughs> so what, it. what do you prefer? Being a two-horse race where you're destroying all the teams except one of which you play them twice in the season and then in the finals? Or where every week you have to strategize and figure out how you're going to beat this team, the different rosters, etc. So Pease, as a player, which one do you like better? I... I like a competitive division. I like going in every week and feeling like, oh, this is going to be challenging. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun. Um, I I understand. Obviously, I understand the appeal. You want to win, right? But is it true competitiveness if you're by far the best team? So if you're a really competitive person, obviously you want to win. But if you're beating teams you're much better than, is it, is that is fun? it scratching that competitive itch? Because yeah. isn't that why you play in FPF? Because it's hard? Right, there's other leagues you can play in where you can you can be the the big poodle in the small pool. And Iggy EGPs as the coverage person for yes. Coed One. What's the storylines you like better? 
look the the storyline at the as a final like end of the season battle of the giants going at it yeah it's it's good uh, are they going to come out on top? Is there a huge upset potential and Cinderella story? There's an angle you can go there, but personally, as a as if I had to choose, I'd go with the competitive week in week out. The roster uh, or the cap being working to its you know what it's intended for. I I personally like the week in week out. Who's gonna win? I don't know. It's close. It's coming down to converts. It's who can get one or two stops first. I think there's more compelling storylines in in the latter. So what you're saying is party mix being bad this season is good for Coed One. Yep. I, I, I overall I'd say that. Yep. So what you're saying is party mix is bad. Yes. Awesome. Said it. Inflammatory. Yep. Man, Francis Lorraine won't like what he said about himself. I don't like it in a third party kind of way. All right. Because party. Third party. Prefer them being in the mix. Third party mix. He prefers first party. Do you ever have the the party mix from Costco? It's got like Doritos and Sun Chips and pretzels. And All right, I know where this is going. Pretzels is the last choice. Really? You I'm, don't I'm like a pretzels? Pretzel, pretzel, if you, if pretzel pre- is not the last choice. If pretzel is a first choice, you're a sociopath. I, I only I, eat the pretzels. You're a sociopath. It's my I favorite turn, I turn off your mic. How dare you shun the pretzels? Yeah, pretzels are glorious, guys. They're the best. Especially you're, when you're smashing beers. It's the best. I think my favorite is going through the, like, the the shopping malls and they have the pretzel stand and you walk by you're like fuck do I want a pretzel? Yeah, not the same. It's a smaller, harder version. No, the soft is good. The soft is good. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'm a pretzel guy. I I I'm, I look that, that's great. I I wish I knew this when we were roommates last season because I would have smashed your bowl of pretzels the entire time. I would have put a bag of pretzels in your it's, pillow. It's it's literally we've had <laughs> I've had this debate. Back when we would go into the office for work, the person, the party mix is like a social theory of who the outcasts are. You put a par, a bowl of party mix out, and the person who's single and selectively takes out the the pretzels is the person you want to avoid at the party. So Eagle and I <laughs> are both that person. Is what you're saying? I wouldn't say I selectively take specific items. But I definitely try and focus my scoop in a concentrated area of what I like. You guys are weird. Oh, of what you like, but not of pretzels. No, but let's say like there's but a corner like the of the bowl that the has point. more pretzels in it. I will take that side rather than just other side. I take only pretzels. I go. What? I, this, I, I, this one's got to go. Like, on the, I don't. This I don't, one's got to go on the reel <laughs> and then comments. And, comments. And then, we it, want comments. If there's like chips on top, like, and there's not a lot of pretzels left, I, I like. I'll walk by and like shake the bowl a little bit. Oh, God, and then like, the oh there's more pretzels in there. The if you guys are watching this on YouTube, please leave comments below in terms of what you do with your party mix. Yeah, rank I do handle your party power mix. Power rank them one th- Look, through four. I'm friends with Laurier and I love pretzels. Power rank one through four, please. Mount Rushmore party mix <laughs> in which order. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Andrea, uh, Hevia, Sarah Parker, and Carmen Felice have six, six, and five interceptions respectively. Um who surprises you the most in this group of having turned over the ball uh, as much as they have? And why do you think that this group of quarterbacks is struggling? I'll go with Sarah Parker. Um, I thought, well, she, to, to me, she's a protect the ball, very, not very conservative, but conservative in driving the field. 
uh, very methodical. Yeah, um, she, she's a coach, and she plays kind of like a coach. Like she, yeah, she wants the ball to be protected. She she wants to do the right thing every time, right? Yeah. So to me, this was it six interceptions. Um, yeah. Are that's that's high. It's and that's after two or three. It's after two games. Yeah, that's high. It's high. It's high, especially for her. Not just high in general. It's high for her. Yeah, I think the worry I have here, Carmen Pulici obviously coming back from an injury, yeah. figuring stuff out, also playing three games. So, okay, it's not terrible as like, it, a ratio. It's, it's not for great. Ca- for Carmen Pulici, there's a lot of interceptions, though. Yes, but I would say, like, getting back into the rhythm, you haven't played in a while, you're figuring out your teammates, the I get rhythm, it. Huh? I'm, as much as I worry about Sarah Parker, like you described, at least she's actually getting it done in that she's driving the field and she's scoring. I think the worry I have with Le Bleu and Andrea Hevia is there's not a lot of yards. The completion percentage isn't good. You're not scoring, and your interceptions are high. And so for me, that is a big red flag in terms of what's going on with that roster where you're just not able to drive. Is it a pure quarterback issue? Is it a system issue? Is it a familiarity, which you would expect them to have some chemistry uh, given the roster and everything? So that's the part I'm a little bit more worried about in terms of what does this mean for the, the long term. Yeah, but for the, but the question team. was, who surprises you the most? And why? That, and why su- that surprises me the most. Not Le Bleu. Like we, they were an unknown going into the season. Yeah. So the unknown is now proving to be a turnover uh, offense. Um, for sure. So the, I, is there a thing where the league is starting to figure out uh, Sarah Parker where she's a smaller quarterback in stature and if you send, she likes to sit in the pocket and if you send a tall rusher at her, it removes an entire section of her reads. It's one thing that's been mentioned here and there and over again. And it's not like I heard it first from players. It's not yes. something that we said on the show right. and then other people have figured it out. Like, it's been told to us by players in the division. Right, right, right. Sarah's mentioned a- it, a- but she hates yeah. tall a- rushers. You and I hate tall rushers. Yes. Yeah. But like, it's a we, thing. we've yeah. incorporated uh, so, some some rollouts and stuff, not because I, I don't, I'm never going to run, but it, just to change the throwing window for that reason. Right. Um, it's, it surprises me, though. I've seen her footwork in the pocket. And, uh, I mean, forget Isaiah Lard, because when Isaiah Lard's rushing you, it's just that's a different animal. But I've seen her juke out. But it's, it's like she's so good at it. She looks like yeah. Peyton Manning. In, yeah. in, in, in She has great feel, like, like pocket awareness. And, like, moving laterally up and then back into the pocket. Like... I've I've seen it and I've seen it in games. So, um, I she can get around it is is what I'm getting at. And the fact that with six interceptions already, four four against Girl Scouts, really, yeah. So That's maybe intercepted gr- by Gabriel Charles uh, Dab Champagne, and twice by Olivier uh, Carpentier Robert. Okay. So I haven't seen them sending, you know, haven't seen them play yet, Girl Scouts, and and uh, and what they're sending as a rusher. Yeah. Um, but I'm surprised that she's not using her quarterback or um, pocket presence well, uh, a little more. They've sent they sent Sarah uh, Berbice. Um, she got two sacks, and um, they sent Marion uh, Lebrun. So they were using multiple rushers. So it might just be these might be. More this, this in this case here it might be more coverage related than so like maybe they're doing something that surprised her. Um, I'm curious. I'd, I'd I'd be curious to talk to her about it. See what she feels about um, why 
the season's worked out the way it has, you know, because yeah. she's only ever had two seasons where she's thrown double digit interceptions. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Right? That's so, like, yeah. you know, it's surprising that she has six through two games. Ah, now I know this Girl Scouts team. Yes, this is the Emmanuel Bransard, Julien yeah, Prou, uh, uh, Beatrice Bouchard. It's a bit of the uh, Bleu Pou uh, women's division team in, in Coed. Yeah. yeah, nice. This is going to be a good team. I'm surprised maybe they didn't need uh, Julien Prou rushing. He's a, he's a great coverage uh, corner as well. So uh, He's one of those dudes you can use anywhere in the field. I had yeah, a yeah, conversation super with the FF star, Steph 42. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, nice yeah, dude. yeah. Super, super versatile, as you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. After three weeks, he was, by the way, he was surprised that I spoke French. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's not my native tongue, but I do speak French. I, I live here, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, after three weeks and who they defeated, would you rank Free Smoke as the best team in Div 3? Given who they've defeated. Yes? Sorry? Given who they've defeated? Yeah, given who they defeated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, free Smoke? Yeah. Top of the division. They played one game. One game? Is this a Mokong? <laughs> no, they're 3-0. and oh. Free Smoke. Free Smoke won. Oh. There's Free Smoke won. Uh, no. Their power rankings came out. Uh, true. Silent Ticklers, number Bruce, one. Way, if, you see, if you go to your Instagram account, you'll see them in our stories probably while you're listening to the show tomorrow morning. Probably. Yeah. Uh. I'll go silent ticklers. They've just looked 120 points in three games, yeah. literally averaging 40 points a game. That's there was there was debate as to whether or not because uh, Jordan Panetta is throwing for silent ticklers, right? Yep. So there was debate as to whether or not he should be able to throw in Division Three, and he hadn't played in a while. Uh, now he looks like he's probably too strong for Division Three. <laughs> wow! Really? Shocker. <laughs> It's almost like the system works. Don't fuck with the system. Well, I mean, I thought, given the time away, I didn't think it was ridiculous last year. It's surprising that he was still able to throw in Division 3. Again? Again, yeah. He threw in Div 3 last year? I believe so. Yeah, with well, silent ticklers. But not like yeah. Dom and It's just with the receiving core that he has around him, right? The Adam Rosens, the Dan Mancini's, the Andrew Blevings of the world. Like, But getting back to, to Free Smoke 1. Yes. Like, Livers are a really good team. Yeah, um, but... But they were in Div 4 last year. They were making the better, jump up. But they're better than they were in... They're a better team than when they were in Div 4. Are they? I believe so. They added... Guillaume Bellin, he was there. Yeah. Um, they added... No, I can, uh, never mind. I thought they added someone. It's, it's wrong. pretty much I the same team added, as... Uh, I thought they added Sebastian Christie Lozon, but he's no, actually oh. on Free Smoke 1. Y- yeah. yeah. Um, the Christie Lozons are amazing. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. Jimmy Lee Janvier... Throwing from the full time helps. Um, they're a big physical team too. Yep, they they play a style that is going to be disruptive to a lot of teams. So the oh hey, by the way, I didn't say it, but yeah, hell, they're very good. Are they the class of the division? I'm not putting them there. Uh, I'm putting them in my in my top five uh, power rankings for sure. Um, and like you said, they're. They have a little bit of... They have the Crisi Lazons and the, the Jared Taylors. They just have... That's something a little bit... Is Jean Alexi on the team? No. Oh, okay. Because, my God, that would just be another, like... Just guys that you cannot match up against. Like, they're just a step above. So, yeah, they're like... Uh, they're obviously very... Jean Alexi, zero... Okay, zero games played. Um, yeah, they, they just have players that you don't have an answer for. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Silent Ticklers are 
probably are that answer to them. Mangoes too. Yeah, and yeah, mangoes too. Yes. Mangoes. Yes. Uh, I think Nick Schaefer's every bit as good as Jordan Panetta. Agreed. Uh, I played against him last. Yeah. Played against mangoes last year. Yeah. They they are all fast and and they're tall. They're big. They they, they have a a lot of really good things working for them. Um, Thomas Kutu is dominant as a rusher. Th- th- they're good at every level of the game. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And now James Drysdale seems to be a full-time member of the team. Close the book. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you already have you Olivier, Olivier Suri is one of the best defenders in yeah, FPF. Yes. Yeah. You have one of the best rushers in FPF. You have one of the best receivers in FPF. So you're closing the book. On, Close man- the book. on mangoes. Yeah. They're they're and it's weird because it sounds like it would be a negative thing, but I'm saying it as a positive yes, thing. Yes, I know. Because you finished reading it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know about you. I read the, the last page of, first? Of, of every book first. I don't do that. I do it because I, I want to – I'm constantly thinking about how it's going to get there. Okay. And so, like, I've read the last page on mangoes. Uh-huh. I'm impressed. And now we've seen how it gets there. We've seen how they get to be a top-tier team. Uh, we saw it in the fall, tier one. They were very good. Um I think they're they're tier a team two. that's ascending. Tier they're two. They're probably already too good for, d- for tier division. two, three. No, they were playing in tier two. Yeah, not tier one. Okay, but they, they didn't they play who mangoes? Yeah, they tier two. They played kiss. I don't know. I played against them as well. Yes, played against yes. them. But I'm saying they played either the previous fall in tier one. Ah, yes. And they got they got Correct. like their ass kicked. But yes, they, but you saw like a progression. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. And, yes, and then yes. in tier two again, being one of the top teams. And now, um, now playing in, in this division, yeah. you can see it. Like there's a separation between them yeah. and a lot of the other teams. Yes, agreed. So yeah, I don't think it's a clear cut. As good as Free Smoke is, I don't think they're a clear cut favorite. Um, I'm inclined to agree. I think I think it's uh, it's going to be a fun season. Yeah. Um, in Division Three, uh, we also left Lego Cook out of it too, which for you know I just after two games. Give them they're another. Really good. Yeah, yeah. They're but give like them another game. Bad or criticisms of, of uh, what's it called? Um, the schedule. Of uh, the quarterback. Uh, Dom Lefall. Dom Lefall. That's it. Sorry, the name didn't come to me for a second. We've had our we've had our, our criticisms, but he's been playing really well. Um, they they did get, they had the benefit of when they played Bearskins. Neil Ettenson wasn't there. Right. So that said, they smoked Bearskins. Smoked them. Yep. So. Um, like it's not like, yes, it's probably a lot closer, and maybe Bearskins win that one, but a lot of things would have had to go right for Bearskins to win. Um, th- they beat Never Overtime. They had a game rescheduled. That's that's out of the control. You know, they go up now. I think they could beat Le Verschwal. I, I think yeah. they could beat Le Melode. I think they could yeah. beat Blue, chi- Blue Chips. Yeah, backyard bullies. That, you know, they're, they're beating they all these teams. Mongoose in week. Mongoose. Two. That that that's their first true test. Yeah. It w- depending on when the Alpha Dogs game gets rescheduled. Mongoose is their first true test on the season. Yeah, uh, and uh, Mongoose is one of these teams that's just infuriated. Yes, yeah. I, we, I, I've talked about them to death. Yeah, um, the great dudes—they they infuriate me because they just know how to win games. It's yep. th- you can't even—I can't even describe what that skill is. It's winning, just win, baby. But yeah, I know. But whatever, that's not a real thing. Just win, baby. But they're an example of how it is a real thing. It, <laughs> you know. But the just win—it's just—it doesn't matter how it looks. But we talking about immeasur- like uh, yes. immeasurables. They have immeasurables. Yeah. yeah. Right? Agreed. Yeah, they uh, pulled out another close win against. That's what she said. Eagle, uh, not Eagle. Uh, Mo asked a question here in the in, in the. Uh, oh no, it's here. Sorry. What would you? Uh, we talked about them a little bit. What yeah. would you rank Thomas to James Drysdale as a uh, wide receiver combo in Div Three? 
Uh, it's it's definitely up there. It's up there. It's up but there. I I kind of like the Adam Rosen Dan Mancini. Man, that's that is dangerous. But yeah, it's a close, close, close second. It it might even it might be better. But it's really close. The James Giles Kutsu. Can I sidebar for a second? I can't believe we have a team called Mangoose and a Mongoose. team called Mongoose and in the same division. And, and, and they're both like long-standing franchises in FPF. Yes. So you can't ask them to change. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a Mangoose in uh, Div 5. Uh, by the way, I low-key love the name Mangoose. Yes, yes. I also... Uh, and we got the team picture wrong, but we fixed it. But I'm I'm like, come on. Mangoose, Mangoose, Mongoose. I'm, I'm God going to throw a couple of... First of all... Uh, What's worth? That or Free Smoke and Free Smoke 1? <laughs> the, the, the free, but, the, but the free smoke receivers of uh, the the Chrissy Lozons, yeah, that's up there. Uh, also, the Greendale human beings, Brandon yes. Aylward and Alex Joltepuff, yeah, for that system, yeah, oh, um, yeah, that's a lot to, do, to contend with too. Um, oh, the EZW Clone Factory, but they're not here. Uh, I would have put Co uh, Living, but he's I don't believe playing. That's true. Because, yeah, if you have Etienne Laurent Gervais and um, NC Living, but I don't think he's playing, you're right. But JC Ferland's good too, man. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If, 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 like, a, a, a CO Living, JC Ferland combo, I'd, I'd put it up there. I'll put it in the conversation. Yeah, so, like, ECW might not have the best duo, but they might have, like, the best, the best five seven quint- guys. Who could, play. Yes, it, it, I, I'll give them that. Yes. It, it was like that year the Miami Heat went to, uh, in the bubble, they went to the finals uh-huh. against the Lakers. Yeah. And um, I think Zach Harper of the Athletic wrote that the Heat are the best in a league where twelve, where you can play twelve players at the same time, because they just have the deepest roster. Like that's right. ECW. Like yeah. if they can, if they can line up seven receivers, they have the best. They have the best roster in Division Three. Yeah, I, I see that. Um, what is this? Is most question? What is the change? Pease's mind for Arush to shake off the False Kings label. So, Pease, can we go in your mind? Be better. Well, they got to win against the GIHF Vulture. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I'm surprised. Look, Arush have a good defense, but after letting, what was it? Uh, well, 26 against Mangoose is actually pretty good. Their defense has impressed so far this season. So to only let up 26 against Mangoose, 26 against a Ben McMahon offense, led offense, I, you're doing something right on defense. And, look, and, and Eric alone. Is playing to a far better standard. He's played to a standard we, we've always expected him to get to. And it's different. 12, 12 touchdowns, three interceptions. That the, yeah. roughly yeah. eleven to one, yeah. uh, right? Like it's yeah. it's well, again it's another amazing quarterback performance. Well, it's four to one, but sure. I understand. But it's it's good. Yeah. It's for Div three. It's very yeah. good. Yeah. But I'm saying early on in the season, like yes. when you see twelve and three, like it feels like eleven to one. Yeah, it feels yeah, like yeah, t- yeah, yeah. like ten and two. Like like all yeah. that. Those are successful. Seventy percent of his passes being completed. Yeah, yeah. It's that. That's the most to me the most impressive. The seventy percent. But I do. But have they lost their only real challenge. And I plus have one. I think are a middle pack team like they are, and GIHF. Um, it's vultures without without Drysdale. Yeah. By the way, James Drysdale not choosing to play with his boys, choosing to play with Mangoose instead. Controversy. I don't, I don't know. I have a very serious question for you both. It's I, not I serious to, at I, all. We need, to, we need to hear this very serious. We'll be very serious with our answers. If they are false kings, who is wearing the crown? Because they're all quite handsome men. It's easy. It's Eric Lalonde. He has the, the golden hat on. Who's got the worst hair? Because you've got to cover it up. It's got to be one of the three. Because there's a dude with a cap. There's a dude with a uh, bandana. With a bandana, and there's a dude with a with a with a toque. By the way, it was only like four years ago that I realized 
Tuk was not an English word. <laughs> and it's just like a, a Francisism yeah. that we say in, in Quebec, yeah. you know, like well it's a beanie yeah, yeah. it's a beanie yeah, but I, yeah, I, yeah, true, true. I, I was in the states instead of two and like no oh, yeah, you're not don't know what you're talking about just bro. like all dressed pizza the, wh- yeah. what do you mean all Ketchup dressed pizza yeah, yeah um yeah yeah so it's, it's gotta be one of the three i already gave my answer you going let alone it's a golden hat it's true it's mustard yellow but it's golden and to my eyes he's got kind of a jughead vibe <laughs> i kind of see it. Comics, <laughs> the right? archie so yeah i can see it you are the false king there you go. But like I said, he's not playing that way so far. However, yep. however, so have they shaken? The have they shaken the? No, because <laughs> the wins are false. Exactly. They they, they they beaten a winless GIHF, right? Yep. Air Force One put up twelve points against them. Um, they beat EZW, but again, EZW we think of as a little bit weaker than yep. they've been it's not before. The same. Um, yeah. Which of these, which of these what? teams is going to be committing the regicide? Come on, give it to me. Maybe maybe when they face Le Vachefol, but Le Vachefol and Lance Quez, they've been as good as I expect them to be. Very similar Infantry. teams, but I, I give the edge to Arouche. They, how did, wh- okay, so how, how's this? Why do Arouche always get an easy schedule? <laughs> it's not their fault, by the way. Because it's, it's nothing to disparage their talent. Yeah. It's to disparage the talent of the teams they play against. Yeah, I, 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 I see that. The only tough one I see is the infantry, right? Maybe Le Vachefol if they turn out to be what I think they right, are. Right, right, right. Yeah, backyard bullies are, are struggling. EZW is struggling. Bearskins. Green. Watch out for Green Munch. They're 2-2 two and two right now. New FPF team, but led by Marc-Antoine. Uh, Marc green Munches or Green Monks? Or Green Munks? Munks. Munkes. Munkes. I was trying to do the Tobias Funke thing yeah. of the uh, rest of development. Um, green Munke. Green Munke. Uh, led by Marc Antoine Lapointe, of uh, and he's like, yeah, these are my uh, my young my young studs, and they look the part. Two weeks in, they've suffered two uh, straight losses. They could maybe give uh, some problems and fits to Arouche. Maybe. Green munches. Like <laughs> he didn't hear that, but we had Google uh, voice assisted uh, s- uh, pronounce it. It's green munches. Green munches. Now we know. Yeah. yeah. Like whether that's your team name or not, it is now. Um, I like Antoine we met. Uh, he's playing really well. 12 he's touchdowns, two interceptions. He's the red rifle, by the way. He's Andy Dalton. He, he does of, look of a, little, FPF. a little Daltony. Yes. Put, um, it, put it up. Do the uh, Eagle, get ready for the side-by-side comparison of Antoine we met. We met, right? Of uh, Green Munches uh, and Andy Dalton. Please prepare that as, uh, as we take a look at them. He's uh, another great quarterback performance. He's – so he – what they impress – uh, for me, I caught them week one, and I'm like, oh, a new team in Division four, uh, 3. I'm like, they're going to struggle. Um, they clearly have played tackle football before, mm-hmm. but they've clearly played some level of flag somewhere because it was just methodical. It was, let's go up the field, uh, five-yard hooks here and once every drive, and uh, not always taking a deep shot, but when they do, it was precise. It was accurate. They, they impressed Week one, uh, but I'm like, ah, but they're gonna get caught by teams with more experience. There's uh, division three is full of them, right? They, so they have the ultimate mercenary and Marc Andre Lapointe on the team. Yeah, that's he, he's led by them. Yeah, he he plays. He's played on a lot of different teams in FPF, yeah. right? I've been on his team. He's uh, he's a character, yeah. but he's a great leader. Yeah, he's a guy who really helps focus defenses, focus offenses. Guys, what we need to do. Um, I. 
he's a perfect guy to have on, a, yes. on a, an experienced team. Yeah. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I'm calling. I told you, Red <laughs> Rifle. I'll say this. Andy Dalton got a good hairstylist, man. Yeah. Whoever his barber is. That curve. Yeah. Yeah. I'm calling it. I I I call it a red rifle. Yeah. I, I, not only does Andy Dalton have no soul, however, it does feel like he's staring into my soul in that picture. Yeah. And I, I feel hurt. I feel hurt on the inside. I feel like my hair might be turning red, which is to be fair an improvement over white. So, um, there is that. Um, yeah. I think I think the the thing that would have to change my mind is for a Rouge to get a real schedule for once, because. Yeah. We see it. Look, the thing is, they look great every regular season, but they never play anybody. Then they go to the playoffs, they face someone who's a bad matchup for them, and they lose. And it's yeah. it's nothing against them. I know. I think yeah. they're talented. Yes, yes. It's just they don't face the adversity in the regular season when the w- when the loss doesn't matter and carry as much weight as the playoff loss does. Yeah. yeah. Where you don't have another week. Yes, I, that's absolutely, absolutely true. I think we're doing it on purpose. I think Eagles, like, making, like... Uh, Can I get one of those schedules <laughs> one time? <laughs> Have a co- quarterback of the year to your name. That'd be nice. Or yeah. just an all-star. One all-star would be nice. Full disclaimer, I'm not involved in the generation of the schedule, so yeah. not actually That's true. me. That's I true. Know, I know. That Rupert is true. Yeah. Um, the conspiracy is elsewhere. Vanessa Beery made her debut uh, of the season. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say for Flamaros, but for... Uh, Fleur de Lis. Um, she's like the OG when it comes to women quarterbacks, women uh, FPF players. Canada. <laughs> Canada, like, she she is Captain Canada yeah. when it comes to flag football. Um, where does she rank, though, currently amongst the women quarterback in the in the division? It's an interesting question because... Thanks, like, man. Like you're saying... Put some thought into it. Thanks. I really, I really appreciate the compliment, but let's focus on Vanessa Beery. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, it's an interesting question because Thanks, of man. the young generational talent yeah. that's, that's coming up, right, in all seriousness... The the Maude Lacasses, the Sarah Parkers, the now Anika Browns. Like, let's see how <laughs> the guy Benny, who's not even playing quarterback. I, I, exactly the and uh, some of the other quarterbacks that haven't played as many games. Sandrine Gobe Uo, uh, who who won division uh, women's one last year with Les Bleus. Um, there's uh, Emmanuel Bransard of Bleu Pou, like the the finalist uh, in that matchup against Les Bleus. I want to see, you know, the full 10-game schedule at the end of the season. I'm going to say she's she's right in the top three, right, uh, is, is my sense of the things. Uh, I still think some of the younger quarterbacks need that, that, that development, and then they're going to go through some rough patches. For the most part, they're going to – I feel like everyone – top five, top six are going to put up great numbers, and I just think Vanessa Beery is going to be in the top three. 20-26 in her first game back. Damn. Yeah. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. 128 rating. Oof. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Maude Lacasse is putting, putting up a 128 after three games, though. Yeah. QBR. But, again, but like that's the thing. is like It must be so cool for Vanessa Berry to have stepped away from flag for a little... From FP, not flag, but from FPF for right. a little bit. Yeah. Come back, still be at the top, but then also see... This, these generational female talents, like we've talked about Sarah Parker, we've talked about uh, about Mode Like Us, like, and, and we just met Anika Browns. Yeah. We, we just met Gab Banya and she got taken from us and then <laughs> they replaced her with, with someone who they think is better because she's starting. Yeah. 11, right? 11 TDs to zero picks. You know? 11 to zero. It's, it's the, the, the new norm. I, I, the first time I saw the actual women's division, 
when I saw all this motion and all that, it changed my entire approach to flag football. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I learned so much from watching. What, it was a game between um, Vortex. No, no, this is before. It was, uh, oh, it was before Blupod and I want to. Les Bleus. Probably Bleus. Yeah. And I was just, I was blown. I was like, the way that these teams use yeah. the field and and use motion and. And the way mo- the motion in- interrupts the rusher, the way the way it it, it, it impacts Legally. the defense, <laughs> and and the, what the defense can do, because like most teams line up their defense five across, right? Yeah. You motion a, a player to the other side and stack them on one side. Yeah. So now one player has two two receivers in front of them. The, the the if the stack is inside, the rusher can't take away all three routes, yeah. and then you have two people covering one person on the backside. Yeah. 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 And I was like, yeah. Why don't more teams use stacks and motions and 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 yeah. it, it, dude? At some point, like you, you have like all these receivers stack, and it looked like a claw was coming out because yeah. they, <laughs> yeah, they all yeah, break yeah. off the yeah, different yeah, directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, yeah, it, I know it, what you're it saying. Was, it, it's really been impressive to see um, how how they use the playbook, considering how static FPF looked when I first started. Mm-hmm. To seeing them, their involvement and their division here, it's it's really been eye opening. Um, Look from a throwing from a throwing perspective, uh, Vanessa Beery is one of the best throwers of the football I've ever yeah. seen, and yeah. um, her and Parker, spe- like yeah, like just all mechanically of perfect, yeah. Um, Not just the women's, like all of football, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Two of the best throwers of the football I've ever seen, yeah. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm curious to see, you know, how because she's still been playing, so like. Women's division is separate from FPF, right? Just like so, like coed has its own rule, it, the, the rules that are similar to the men's league, but women's is its own set of rules. And so I'm I'm curious to see now. Uh, I've never I haven't had the chance to see her play in a women's game in FPF yet. Yes, I know. Yeah, so I, mean, I know she's thrown a couple times for flamaros and stuff, yes, but yeah. now this is a full season with her. Let's hope. Let, let's see. Let's see what it looks like. I want to see Team Texas in 2020. Which again, it was limited to but Monday limited. nights, n- Monday nights in Stade de Montréal, which was really just their field. And yeah. which can we stop doing that? I, we need to be able to see these teams. Yeah, put them everywhere. Put them everywhere. Yeah. Um, is it related to their? St- like, it's not related to the university schedule because there's no games now. There's no. Oh right, yeah, no. So why do we do that? It's so stupid. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I don't always agree with FPF top brass, which is ironic because I'm relatively FPF top brass. <laughs> like, you know, the, the people in this room are largely involved in a lot of the decisions being made, but those ones, unfortunately, are, be, are above our pay grade. Eagle, do you have an answer as to why we do that? I have no idea. I don't do it. Do you think it's stupid? Yes. There we go. Calling Three the audible. One, Rob. Calling out. Calling out the audible. Yeah. Um, Bluepud and UDM. Our media passes are going to get revoked one of these days. <laughs> we, we, they were in some close games in their openers, yeah, which is cool because we thought yes. they were going to be some two of the best teams in the division. But so les bleus are the UDM offense. That's so weird. And uh, and the other one, Montreal U, is the the uh, UDM defense. But remember, there's different rules, right? Yeah. So, given the the way the rules are set for the women's division, who has the advantage and why? Let's use as a chance to talk about both teams. Yeah. I'll you know what? I like the way where if you have a good defense, it kind of it's not that it sets up your offense because you get the ball back at your own five yard line. But I was gonna say defense, but now I'm gonna go offense. Uh <laughs> because of that. Because you convince yourself. Yes. Because the rules 
push you back and that and it's not necessarily the defense that 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 pushes you back and makes you uh makes you drive the long field but in the first game montreal you wins 1914 defensive struggle right like they they play to their advantage they know what they are that's a, yeah what's cool is those two teams have an absolute identity yeah the first game we get an interception by alexia duquette already right we see that um in the in the game against les bleus um, we see them basically... Uh, well, Sandrine Gobey, who only completing 17 passes, right? E- equaling the same number of yards. Attempts. Yeah. Right? Like, it's... Yeah. Holy. Wow. Like, absolute bend but don't break. And when given the opportunity, they got an interception. Sure. Uh, Elizabeth Ashkar threw two interceptions, right? Yeah. Didn't matter because of how good the defense is. So, I mean, like, maybe maybe that's the... the, yeah. the, the it plays to their... Like definitely, it will play to their advantage because they know what they are, right? Mm-hmm. But like maybe that does give them the advantage over, over their counterparts, right? So here's here's a stat that I think might be very interesting that we're overlooking here. Look at Ani Legacy as receiver, targeted nine times, one reception, mm-hmm. right? The one reception happens to be a TD for twenty three yards, so basically right. just up the sideline or whatever it is. Look at the uh, U defense here. You have Laurence Caron with five PDs. You think that was the one-on-one matchup that Montreal U was winning every single time, essentially? Because that's what it looks, looks like, like on paper. Yeah. And uh, Elodie Simonon getting three sacks. Mm-hmm. And uh, sacks in the women's division is huge. 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 Yes. So, yeah. Um, I, th- I, th- I just thought that was a cool tidbit of how those teams, two teams were developed. Um, I, I, yeah, sorry, I, know, I, know, I, I know how good Mathilde Renault is. You know, and, and the stats show it in this game. Six uh, receptions on eight targets for 82 yards and a touchdown. She was the MVP for Vortex uh, in the g- their game against uh, Le Brut. But Emma Racin, one catch, 22 yards. Like, it's a great catch, you know, downfield and, and got pretty much gets a first down uh, for a 25-yard feel, uh, yardage to get a first down. But to only be targeted once, Emma Racin... I don't know. Been a while from FPF, but I'm sure she's been playing elsewhere. Unless she's coming back from a big injury, there was some word of of an injury, so mm. maybe it's just a, a big return. Yeah, maybe just working her in. Yeah, hey, should be she needs to be used more in in the offense, in my opinion. But Matilda Renault, she's she's a stud, uh, and and yeah, I, I I just think a bit more. I want to say ball distribution, but. <laughs> Just yeah, from like the the given, height, given that Les Bleus are yeah. university qu- university quality flag team, yeah, scored fourteen points, yeah, and yeah. they move the ball. They, they, they yeah, yeah, it's not like they they, didn't had, move they the had ball. almost three hundred yards of offense, yeah, yeah, on a forty yard field, dude. Like it's yeah. it's a lot, and yeah. just they 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 got choked out. They and just the, could not m- score. Must they in the red zone, it. yeah, in the red zone, they must have gotten you know stuck there, gotten first downs, but. Because if we look on the page, they did get f- seven first downs. So to your point, they're they're moving the ball. Uh, first downs are, are, are like I said, it's fifth. It's about twenty yards for the first down. Yeah. So and they got seven. And you can only get one first down per drive. Yes. Yes. So, so seven drives. Yeah. They accomplished the 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 first goal, which to is get to the get to, to half field. get half field exactly. Now then, converting sixteen percent on fourth down. So yeah, right. That that's the fourth down is. Pretty much the red zone at that point, or red zone. It's just because you can only pick up one first down. So yeah, that that 
was their downfall in the game. Um, and then Blue Pud, who are uh, the UCAM team. Yeah. Um, I spoke to Mo like in the off season. Uh-huh. And, uh You know, she was down because of her loss to Vortex, and I was like, "Yeah, like, look, you know, like, you're you're amazing. You're gonna be back there." And she said, "Well, with a lot of the university teams, it's gonna be tough." But you know what? She hung in with Blue Pud. Yeah. Um, lost a really close game. Do you think? That this is a moral victory for for Brut early in the season, saying like, you know what, we can if this is a playoff game, we can hang with them. Next one could be ours. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I think it is, especially for uh, Bleu Pou being the finalist. I believe on their road to the final took out Brut. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but uh, definitely both of these teams made the playoffs and Bleu Pou made it further. Um, so yeah, I definitely down the line, game like this those little adjustments that they're going to have to make, especially on the uh, on the extra points. Mode um, Lacasse and the Brutes team ate up the extra points in the Fall Cup against lower caliber uh, yeah. competition. Bleu Pou are n- know what's coming from basic plays that the Brutes have to change up, maybe tweak, add one, maybe two more plays one for an extra point one one for an extra point two and just test out the defenses because they they know what's coming blue pool the the smash outs and and the ins back of the end zone are not going to work against uh a more experienced team like blue yeah, you, you need more dynamic plays yeah. mirrors won't work against them at all no, like you, no. you, you you need you need more dy- dynamic play concepts i think in in uh uh against a team like that yeah. uh and on, on top of that defensively Catherine Gaumont Getting targeted, getting nine catches on ten targets. Beatrice Bouchard catching Jeez. ten passes on sixteen targets. Like the ball's going there. Yeah, I know they're they're amazing. Yes, you got to do yeah. something to take it away. Yes, yes, S- sell out to take it away. You know, I'm surprised. Yeah, that's because the brute defense is aggressive. Like maybe they're giving up too much y- short yardage. And I know those two, Catherine Gamon, Snapper, and and Beatrice Bouchard. Once they get those two yards, three yards, they can take it upfield and and and. Yeah. They like you were saying at the top of the women's division, the playbook makes so that there's open space, you know, on a drag, everyone flooding create, one way. But by, by, by using those stacks and and motions, you create space. Yes, uh, and it, it makes it harder because, like, again, you hide someone behind the stack, and then the, the drag breaks out in front of you. But you have two people in your way before you can cover that. Yeah. Yeah. So like. You need to anticipate it and have someone coming from the backside to cover, exactly. which is a hard concept. But, yeah. but Brut to me are the kind of team because of that that hive mind style communication they have. That to me is something that they can institute, where it's like, well, let's be the defense that forces turnovers. We'll take yeah. chances, yeah, and maybe we'll give up a score. But but we have a great quarterback. She's gonna, she's gonna keep us in the game. So let's let's force turnovers on defense. You know, and and um, I I think that's you know they got one with Vision says interception, but like. Plan for it. Plan, plan to, yeah. to take some of that away. Um, when I when I look at what they did offensively, Laurence Pompriand, of course, I've been fawning over her for, for a couple of seasons now in terms yeah. of how great she is in the red zone and, and how great she is on key downs. But Anipi Berube, sorry, was great in this game as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, really, they're really well built. I think everything from their timing, communication, the skill set that they have, the quarterbacking, I think I think Brut are going to be every bit as good as the university teams. Um, and this this game to me cements that. Yeah, it, it, yes. it was 
Blueprint's first game of the season. I get that. But at the same time, Brit are like, no, no, we're, we're here to play. We're here yeah. to play. And I, I like that a lot. I Agreed. like that a lot. Um, in women's two, there was a 6-2 game. And Le Petit Miet was the only team to touch the end zone. E. Both, uh, for both teams. Because uh, uh, Vanessa Pierre got a stack. Uh, she got a stack uh, for safety yep. in this game. Um, so technically, she did touch the end zone. Well, yeah, but not with the ball. <laughs> like, the, the only time the ball got into the, the end fly, zone, it was yeah. Le Miet won both sides of this. A uh, little bit of an ugly game. How disappointing do you find this outing for Vanessa Pierre? Yeah, uh, two points not coming from you passing the ball. Like, yeah, she was defensively great. That, that, that safety is huge, but never capitalizing on offense. This is the Vanessa Pierre of uh, Paquer. Paquer, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised because we saw her throw in, in co-ed and pretty decent. Now, how... She does get, like, some lock vision that yeah. she stares down and read. Sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, so that's something she's going to have to adapt to. Um, but yeah, so I think, look, you, you score two points, you're going to be disappointed yeah. with your outing, right? Yeah. yeah, obviously. But more than that, like, if we look, if we, if we look beyond that, we see on 39 attempts, only completing 14 passes. That's not going to sustain drives. Um, she, look, I don't know if there were drops. I don't know if they were missed targets, but right. your two I top receivers having less than a fi- 50% or less catch rate is not going to help you out. Probably a bit of both. Probably a bit of both. Um, and Pitsimiet are a solid defensive team, right? So yep. that does that does track somewhat. Um, but Morgan Cosimano-Valois, feel, I feel like she had the same game, except she scored the touchdown. She played the same yeah. caliber of game as Vanessa Beer, but just happened to score. Well, like, and especially if you... I don't want to just dismiss it, I, I guess, but 14 of 39 for Vanessa Pierre. Eight of those were PD'd by the Petit defense, right? Uh, so Gertin was, uh, sorry, Mélissan Gertin was awesome. Um, Malika Lachance as well. Yeah, Rachel you know. Shea with another two. So that really becomes, let's just say, a 14 of 31 kind of stat line. And, and to your point, 14 of 25 for Morgan Cosimano-Valois. So yeah, similar, similar. And yardage is about the same too. Exactly, but yes, the the one touchdown. I'm not surprised that it comes from Marie Pierre Dalpe. She's yeah. one of those uh, uh, great hand, great handed receivers, uh, very reliable and 54 yards. She showed it in I want to say it was the spring season where they went to the finals against Red Nation. Yeah. Uh, throughout that season, she showed that she is she was the best receiver on, on the team. Uh, and so, yeah, so her touchdown ended up being the, the game winner. I didn't realize that she averages about 12 yards a catch yeah. in her career in FPF. I didn't, I didn't, Good. I thought she'd be more of a possession receiver, but she, no, she clearly can, can make s- things work in, o- in open space. Yeah. She's, uh, yeah, she, she reminds me of a certain player, uh, on, uh, on my men's team, uh, where you, you don't expect the, the, the speed to come with, uh, the, the bigger frame, the, and, and yeah. she, she definitely had great hands, great speed. Uh, she's she needs to get a bit more involved. Uh, even though four of six is getting involved, I wouldn't mind seeing six of eight on yeah. uh, for you know target reception. Like she's gonna have to be the best receiver in that team yeah. for sure. Uh, Rachel Shea, really good. I, I like yes. her as a two-way yes. player a lot. Yes, yes. But yes. to me, she's really a defensive specialist. It's, yeah. it's no, uh, you know, not surprising to see her having such a big impact on the game on the defensive side. Yeah. Um, you need to start a women's team tomorrow. You're the GM. You're the team owner. Okay. 
Um, who is your number one receiver in wild? And let's look at a couple of options. Let's do this. So, women's two in women's two, right? Yeah. So, are you? So you're asking more of like the the type of receiver, or well, let's let's look at the, some of the top ones. Break yeah. down the different type, and then you choose based on your preference, right? Yeah. So we talked about uh, Dal Pay, but I feel like yeah. with our playbook, maybe she's not as effective, right? Uh, no, not necessarily true. Um, although. So given given the different rule set of the women's division, yeah. does that alter the way you approach the game? Like I know you mentioned your playbook piece, but does That's that work in the women's division? Because I would want more of like I think what I'll describe as an explosive playmaker rather than consistent. Because I think if you have like. It's like I know you're like eh, about it, but that's kind of the way I'm looking at how the women's rules are designed. Where, but I, it's I not think making, a, making people miss isn't is yes, huge. It's huge. Yeah. So, but like Constance Miller, for example, is to yes, me a very dependable receiver. Yes. And she's one of the best receivers in Canada. Yes, I saw the the name there, Constance Miller. I think it's it's easy to say. <laughs> yeah, like I want her on number one, but to me. I don't know. What do you think? To me, she's more of that possession reliable receiver. I don't necessarily she's someone see again that would fit our offense yes. specifically well. Yes. yes, exactly. Like I don't see her as being uh, being the absolute speedster to like to to get down downfield. So I I, I I did a weird thing where I made uh, the link set the Ottawa Lynx, a minor league yes. baseball team. They're actually uh, related to the Edward Mupitsi program. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know Very why you did that. I don't know, man. It's a three-hour show. I, it, it's long. It's hard. This is, yes. a, this is a really hard show to do. It's By 240 teams to cover. There's a lot. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's an obvious one. Um, Maddie's um, Paquette. Maddie's Paquette. In her, like, 246 yards in three games. Um, like, that's... Yeah, 24 of 29 target reception. There's clearly ex- uh, a link there between uh, her and her quarterback, uh, Kadian Noje. Who I believe was throwing in uh, in coed of uh, spring season as well. Uh, I want to get the name uh, Le Blue Wave, mm-hmm. Blue Wave yeah, in, yeah. in the spring season. Um, in that season, uh, receiver Maris Paquette had forty seven receptions in nine games, three hundred sixty two yards, five touchdowns. So. There's yeah, like like we're suggesting, clear connection there, um, but also a reliable receiver that doesn't draw balls. To me, that's one of the ones that it's catching two yard hooks and taking it, you know, an extra seven eight yards. So um, so basically, Iggy, you're saying you would rather someone you can scheme to be open rather yes. than someone who wins the straight up one on one. Yeah, yeah. I have another name too, Erica Roussel. Okay. Um, she fourteen for fourteen. Yeah, but like, but also like. So you, you see, like, okay, she played Lelou, right? Lelou, she only had two catches, 14 yards. Uh-huh. So where she actually did the most of her damage was against Le Pizimiet, who have a pretty good defense. Yeah. 12 catches, 187 yards, three touchdowns. Wow. You know, averaging almost 16 yards a catch. Like, that's, you know. Stands out. and then That stands out a lot. Like, given yeah. given the, the, the athletes we just to- talked about on their defense, the fact that, like, again, first of all, she hasn't dropped anything. Yeah. Uh, w- yeah. When you go to her, it, it's a catch. Yeah. And... The fact that she seems to be so explosive, the fact that she has a nose for the end zone, um, and and she did it. It's, it looks like against Lou, like like okay, well, let's rotate people. Let's not, yeah, let's not. We, there's no need to, to 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 go to our our top receivers all the time, but against a, a, a better defense, the Pizzi Miet, 
it, they they really um uh, they really showcased her. And I think Cara Babe's uh Alex Alexia Vidi mm-hmm. is a similar profile to that. So that that's another name I would throw into the conversation. Yeah, I I, want, I haven't had a chance yet to see any of the uh the Cavaliers games, but uh knowing Cara Babes. The, you know they were coached by oh, Alex Cavaliers, and, and, yes, and yes. Kevin Lubin. Yeah. I would imagine the what they do well is r- running. Uh, that's what those guys. That's what they focus on. Um, so I'd be like, I'd like to see Chloe Simon in person. Um, I I just haven't had a chance. Or, or Charlotte Grimel as well. Like, um, I'm curious to see how how their offense is deployed in the women's division. Um, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious to see. I just haven't had, yep. I haven't had a chance to, to come across it yet. Um, I've been playing the same nights at a different field, so I haven't had a chance to see them yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's. It's cool. It's cool to see some up and coming stars in because, like, by now, women's one is more familiar to us, right? Yeah. Uh, we were idiots last year, not knowing anything about yep. the women's division, but it was important for us to learn about it, and, and we've started to. And now with women's two, we're starting to see some stars develop too, and that's mm-hmm. that's that's fun. Yeah, that's it really is fun. Absolutely. Um, on thirty-five plus, how f- how surprised are you that Rainmakers are zero and three? Oh, we're skipping Div six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go after. We'll, we'll go we'll back. We'll do it. Um, I would have though if you didn't mention it. I would have skipped. Yes, it I, uh, I, I just scrolled too far. Yeah. Um, Rainmakers being zero and three. How surprised? Uh rust versus rest. Uh, they're obviously showing a, a lot of rust so far. I'm not totally surprised. I'm more surprised that they've only put up 38 points in the three games, regardless of their record. Right. Obviously, that's not going to win you a lot of games. Um, it was close against Monster though, twenty-four to nineteen. Uh, but so eighteen <laughs> to twelve in their last game. Their only blowout was the Gladiators. So their the last two games have been close. They've been competitive. They, I I do like that they have a player on their team named Kirk. Yeah, technically Kirk? he's not on the actual roster. Kirk, I should probably remove. But anyway, Kirk Cousins. Kirk. Um, the question is whether or not we like it. Um, but. So Mo, does, this is a Mo question. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Mo does a thing where again, I think he just stopped learning things in t- like 2016 or 2017. Like, like I don't think that I know Rainmakers are a famous team from yesteryear and right. FPF, but like, okay, they were a Division One team back in the day. I don't even think at their prime they could compete against the top four Division One teams we described earlier. Right, like uh, the All Stars and and where and would they fit today? And Div 4? 3 or 4. Three or four. Feel. Probably three or they'd four. probably be a Div 3 team. Um, I think they'd be a low Div 3 team. It now or in their prime back then? Probably They'd probably be better in Div 3. They, they were better in Div 3 in their prime. In their prime, right. Um, specifically the, the quarterbacking. Um, I, I feel like now. Of the, of, uh, so you're saying Ryan take Caster. the best iteration of Rainmakers in their prime and slot them into Winter 23. Where do they play? Yeah. Pease is suggesting they were, they'd be a good Div 3, low end Div 2 team. I think. Yep, I would agree with that. Nice. Um, and today's version? Because the, the thing is, like, the, the league today's is, version. is expanded. You mean take this roster, put them in uh, men's? Yes. Four. Four. I'm right now they're 5A. They're, yeah. It, it, it's complicated because Ryan Castro, I think, is still a really good quarterback. Yeah. But, like, they're, they're a close group of guys, so yep. it's not a – they're not going to compete against some of the, the speed and athleticism of, of these teams that are just right. – all these teams we've been talking about all, all show long, right? Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. They would struggle with that. Um, and, like, you know, they, they, they lost to Gladiator, which are 
they were a lower I think they were a division two team back in the day. Okay. Right? So like yeah. you know, it's and they could uh, yeah, I well, not well they they quarterback by, by Lobo, so like they yeah. they probably have to be division one back in the day. But like there also was no cap. Like it was it was a more complicated uh it's it's complicated to, to in any sport it's complicated to, to, to compare eras and it's weird to talk about FPF and eras, but it feels like an era in FPF is about three years long. Yeah. And then it there's like just changes. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so François Lebeau was sort of these top-tier guys back in the day for, for Gladiator, and, and so was Ryan Kastner. And, and I don't think that they're nearly as good as Joe Maher or Dave L- Dan Lazara or, or, you know, some of those top guys, or uh, even yeah. Dado Pius, like we've talked about. Yeah. Um, so given that, it's not surprising to me because I think Monster's better and I think Pacemakers are better. Yeah. You know, I... I, I, I yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I'm... I, yeah. I I can't disagree with that, right? Like, uh, especially because th- those three, they've continued their pace of play in in FPF. Yeah. They've they've kept up playing, and uh, again, I'm more surprised with just 38 points in in three games. To me, that's the biggest surprise. But that's it, like, because the defense is, is is doing pretty well. Like, allowing 73 points is not bad in 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 FPF. It's the second lowest in the d- in their in their gr- in the legends. No, and, and and they cr- look they they, they they intercepted Peterkin twice. Yeah, right. So like, they're clearly uh, having an impact uh, that way. Um, and other than the first game where where Brian Castor again first time he's throwing in forever, um, he threw three interceptions, completed thirty percent of his passes. Right. Mm. Like yeah. since then he's been better. Although yeah. he's never cleared a sixty percent mark so far. Um, and that to me is I think a factor of you know that it's he's not necessarily up to date with with how fpf feels today right, right and right, i think right. that that's going to come over time like the talent is there yeah. he's amazing mm-hmm. it's just uh finding the way to use your players and the, and putting them in the best possible situation um you know he's a, he's a five-time all-star playing division one there's something there there's something right. there yeah, something there. yeah. Like yeah. A, in any era it doesn't matter he's he's, yeah. he's really good um, he just hasn't thrown in a while, and the team itself, I don't think, is as strong as I, th- I would say. They're they're probably the weakest roster, and I yeah. Do, Eagle, like There's you know, Rainmakers as well as I do. Do you think I'm out of line saying that? I, I think, given a few more games, they're gonna get back into the rhythm. I think the getting back into it is the part where I'm giving them benefit of the doubt because I know how good they've been and I know how good they can be if they get back to any semblance. And obviously, you know, their competition is not in their prime anymore either. So I'm kind of like, I'll put that on neutral ground. And so I think it's just a matter of execution to try and get there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, I hope, um, I hope that's the case because they're, they're great dudes and, and, they're part of they're they're a rich they're, they're part of the rich history of FPF, right? So, um, it doesn't um, doesn't surprise me that they're struggling, but I do think they'll be better. And I guess I'm being abandoned. He will tell you what's going on. I guess I'm being abandoned. Well, I'm gonna start asking you some questions, Eagle. Yes, um, sir. With the talent they have, could GMJ make a run for the top spot in KTFL? So actually, wait here. You know what? Just to make this interesting, here's what we're gonna do. Oh, we're you're leaving also. No, no. <laughs> Oh, you're going to be on camera for the first time ever? I mean, I figure... People are going to find out what you look like? Yes, this is exactly what I look How's like. How's it going, Eagle? I didn't switch the scene. This I'm going to be right back. Yeah. 
This is much more difficult when it's a different setup and everything. But yeah, you uh, can just stay in your seat. No. <laughs> okay. No, it's way more fun like this and everything. So, uh, what was the question? <laughs> Given their this talent. Going great, by the way. Thanks, guys. Can um, can they be the top team in the division? I think so. I mean, there is definitely a core here in terms of you know Rossi, uh, Rossi's, I should say, uh, Yavar. They already have t- chemistry together and everything. And then you bring in the core of GM Kalethrith, Terry Tam, uh, George Kalamut. I can't even pronounce that last name. The Greek squad, as I'll describe it. I think there's a group that you can kind of build around in terms of this roster. Um, can they be the best team that's the part where i'm a little bit more hesitant on because it is a draft division right and if i remember i'm trying to i'd usually scroll to it jeff rosenblatt is also a captaining one of these teams if it's the so, yeah. fpf group if i'm not mistaken yeah and that roster is also pretty solid in terms of who's on it and everything those are the top two for me um like i like this roster overall i think terry tam is an underrated player in fpf uh and he's he's had an impact on this team he leads the team in touchdowns already um Tanner Burrell, too, is not someone people think of necessarily, but he's a, he's a really, really good player who's just useful in a lot of different ways. He, he doesn't play beyond himself. He knows what he's good at and does that. It, um, it's the classic role play on our team, right? Like, hey, you yeah. need someone to rush. You need someone to take away uh, the corner or the flat. You need that kind of, like, check down or the sideline comeback person. He'll play that role, snapper or whatever it is. But is this team entirely composed of role players? <sighs> like, t- like, again, Tanner and, and Terry Tam and GM Kalethris and uh, Yavar Ashbari. Uh, like. So, this is going to maybe a little bit of a hot take, but when we're talking about draft, this isn't a fantasy team, right? Where you need yeah. like your your WR one and whatever it is to carry it, or your your running back, etc. You can build a draft team with a bunch of role players and have the better ones stand out and become the key players on your roster. Like I'd rather have, like you said, multiple role players than having the one person you have to rely on because the one game that guy can't make it or he shut down, then you have no one else to go to. I'd rather have a, an army of I'll call it B tier if I want to use that term so that you do have that choice to move things around, that you're unpredictable, that if someone's having a bad game, they can be covered by someone else. So I, I do like that feel of the concept of the role player kind of carrying the entire court. Yeah, and what's going to be tough is, is Paul Vizier. <laughs> They're weirdly 2-1 with the best record, and they have a negative points against, which is always fun. Um, when Craig O'Brien's there... Craig O'Brien's an exceptional quarterback. He's great for 35-plus. Um, they they seem to have a, a really good offensive unit. Um, and again, it's let's keep in mind that um, O'Brien only threw two games so far. Uh, but I think like they have pieces like Vince Mancini and, and Jadaridi and... Uh, look out for Chris, Chris Rosen. Rosen. He's always been the explosive one that's always catches people off guard because he doesn't look the part, but my God, is that guy fast and is has this? great hands. Chris Rosen. Yeah. Chris, yeah. Yeah, Chris. That's the thing. Is like, that's that's the thing that Paul Vige has versus a team like JMJ where we're saying to JMJ, uh, Iggy, thank you for returning to your own show. Um, yeah. they, they, your they're show. basically composed of... Uh, basically, they're all role players. They all, pl- do, they all do something really well, but they all are just that whereas like Chris Rosen I think is a really special talent um on, on also hold on Jadaridi is 35 yeah maybe yeah man I'm old we've known You're we've old? all known each other a long time man <laughs> I'd s- I like that roster and it's yeah this to me is this to me is a is a 
And this is Craig O'Brien throwing for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, it, like I said, it, it, um, it, it, when when Craig O'Brien's there, they're, they're going to be they're going to be the t- to me they're going to be the the class of the division. I think the class. Yeah, I saw Chris Olsen yesterday. Okay. Uh, throwing for Paramount, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful corner uh, route to David uh, Weiss, which he had been just playing uh, at nine o'clock uh, against me in uh, in Division Five with the West Island boys, uh, and he's the one who picked me off. So, uh, and he's like, you, know, you got to stay and watch thirty five plus. I didn't get the chance to say, but like, dude, with the snowstorm, <laughs> like, yeah, I know you guys have beers. You're like, incentivize me and with a beer, you know, like, uh, it's, it was late. It was uh, yeah. with that snowstorm. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a, a bit of a, a trek back. Um, but Chris Olsen and Paramount are uh, uh, from a, a, a drive or two that I saw. Um, he and especially with the week, uh, we talked about it a bit last week. Uh, Chris Olsen looked the part last week. And from a driver, yeah, he, he gets a little too aggressive at times. But um, he, he looked the part again. I'm like, yeah, he looks like he's on on fire. Yeah, there's just there's games where he just doesn't connect with his receivers, um, and hopefully that doesn't happen because he's got a good core here. You get Kareem Yasmin, Scott Benz, like we talked about last week, Robert White. Like, it's a solid team. Yeah, look, it's it is a draft division, right? So I don't think anyone's gonna blow anyone out of the waters. Again, I want to know how. They, nah, this is, wasn't a draft. Come on, Yavar playing with Jason and like, nah. nah, nah. Well, he drafted people he knows. I right? guess, like, yeah. Like it still comes. It still ends up being. It's a draft division, but you you end up drafting a lot of the guys you play with normally because true. you yeah. play with them normally. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, it's yeah. a question we haven't asked. Who was Mister Irrelevant? Oh, <laughs> I'm curious. Actually, we got to get to Dave Allen. We got to find out who's the Brock Purdy. Oh yeah, of uh, of the KTFL draft division. But yeah, like I'll, I'll say this. Yeah, who like, cares about the first pick? Like, like, I care about like, the last pick. Like, like you talked about Yavar, right? Like he's a guy who I play with a lot, and he might be overlooked by a lot of other teams because he's older. You know, he's like he's not flashy, but he's one of my favorite defenders to have on my team yep. because he's a good leader. He's a, he's a good dude, and he's 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 always going to make plays. He's always going to make plays. They might not be pick sixes. They not it might not be flashy, uh, yeah. but he's yeah. always gonna he's gonna play his role very well. Yeah, he's gonna play his role very well. Um, in D two, when when will God skills? Oh my God, this guy! Oh, the six. <laughs> we even moved, I it moved it in the middle area, uh, and you still managed to mess it up. Thank you, Eagle. Your your screaming popped my left ear, and I'm back now on both uh, audios. We've been called out for sleeping on Win Diesel. Yeah. By who? By your guy, Marcus Lynch. Marcus Lynch, yeah. Who's amazing, by the way. <laughs> he, which. Then, by the way, I'll call out their team captain who emailed us and uh, who who argued and uh, for Will Sabag to throw in Div Six, which uh, well, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't do that. What they did was they tried to cheat. And right, we caught them, and we figured out something. We, we're allowing Will Sabag to throw, which, which fine. Which, I don't think it was ridiculous. Yeah, but they could have just asked us instead right. of trying to cheat because they tried to cheat. Which, what, which again, I think it's fine in division six but the one point was like with a team that mostly has never played football marcus lynch on the <laughs> on the roster who we were talking this week and he's like yeah it's university rec- like a recruiting season so like i'm getting in best shape i can yeah. And like, like yeah so university like, recruiting t- season. T- like 
peaks peak Marcus Lynch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I played Marcus Lynch. To be He's clear amazing. on this, yeah. we're sleeping on Win Diesel, who are currently two and zero against a one and two Demons, of which they scored twenty one points and twelve uh, to eighteen win over. I said that weird practice, practice squad, yeah. who I think also are. Well, let me just check and everything are two and one at this point. Like those aren't great wins. We're not sleeping on you. Do better. Yeah. Next week. You're going to have a tight game. I think you're going to lose that game in a shootout. And then the week after, you're going to get destroyed. So we're not sleeping on you. And then week seven against Trailer Park Boys, you're not going to score. Sorry, guys. I think no, you're going going. Th- I think you're going going three in the next three weeks. No, they're no, they're yep. they're not going to get shut out by Trailer Park Boys. Maybe they're going to score. That game is going to be like twenty four six. No, and, and I don't know because Trailer Park Boys weirdly only played one game, <laughs> and, and it was. Against Top G and whatever. It's first game of the season, right? Yeah. So you have no idea how They're not going to shut them down. Will Sabag's a good quarterback. He gets one TD. He's good. No, 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 no. He's good. No. So, Texas Cooches is the team I sub for. Chooches. Yeah, Chooches. Yeah, I always got... <laughs> yes, thank you. So, is it Chooches <laughs> and Donkey or Chooches in like a big, strong arm? Are they Italian or not? Yes. They're Italian? Some of them. Some of them. Some of them. Not all of them. Um, when Chooches is like a, a donkey in Italian. W- okay. When Diesel's going to win. 900 people on this team. Yes, I know. Yes, yes. Um, when Diesel has more experience, they're just they're going to beat them. I don't think so. No. They're, they're <laughs> I don't gonna, think so. They're going to beat them. I don't think so. They are. You played for them. You would know, no? The, yes. I subbed. It, it, they're going to beat them. I don't think so. <sighs> like, you don't know the division you play in. Um, LaSalle Warriors mentioned, yes. Uh, look. Are they going to get destroyed? They're going to let up 50 points or 45 points, yeah. But If they don't score more than three times, they're going to get destroyed. But when Diesel is going to put up 24, 30, maybe? Nope. They, maybe. Haven't, they haven't scored more than 21 yet. So, they're, they're, so hold on. So they should be putting up 26 or 30. So, yes, to Eagle's point, do better. I, absolutely. They should be putting up more points than this with – a very good, very good quarterback. And with Marcus Lynch at, as your wide receiver one, you should be putting up 26 to 30 points. Yeah. Um, and you're not. So do better. And yes. Giancarlo Raquel is on the team also. He looks to be solid. Uh, Felix Sebag, probably some sort of relation to William. So you would imagine they have some connection. Right. Um, so, you know, again, we, we're focusing on the player that we know. Uh, we we know William Sabag, we know Marcus Lynch. William Sabag, I think, is probably at the top end of raw skill quarterbacking for Division Six. I yep. think he has a lot to learn in FPF. Yep. Um, and Marcus Lynch, he played for us in Division C, and it was not at a place in Division C on a team that was one throw away from going to the championship. Um, so yeah, he uh, he's really good. Yeah, he's really really good. Um, and and even so, even the but even that, that that's but that's to Eagles' point. That's why we're disappointed that like you have probably the best player in the division. Yep. You have a quarterback who's competent. You only scoring three times. Yeah. A game. Yeah. So and it's and even enough. and even their their non football pieces, they're good. They're mm-hmm. they're they're not bad. They're not out of place. I but, remember but seeing them saying like, oh, they, they look really athletic, and then looking down at the scoreboard, and they were losing. And I was like, I. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. they just don't know they the game. They just don't yet. know the game. That's it. That's fine. Yeah. Yep. It'll come. Uh, I do like the name as a as a Fast and Furious fanatic. I I will always uh, appreciate it. Uh, but and they are winning. 
the the results are there, but they beat practice squad six. Uh, they beat demons to Eagles point who are struggling. The, the 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 next few games do get more difficult, all the way down to where they play doing Malas. Yeah. So the next four games I think are challenging. Yeah, a quarterback that does have FPF experience, uh, Frank Teoli Colatrella. In Division Six with Why So Serious, uh, they get a win over Towers FT. I believe Towers FT are being coached, or at least sideline coached by uh, Alex Joltopov. Okay. So there is some like, hey, this is what you should be doing, and uh, some some sideline coaching. Uh, so to beat them, twelve uh, nineteen to twelve after <laughs> Towers FT put up seventy two last week, uh, that ridiculous number. Um, looking at the Why So Serious schedule. Uh, how many wins do we see for them in their uh, in their future? So, I have a couple of friends playing on the team. Yeah, uh, Matt, Matthew Tamilia, who I refer to to them right. actually. Um, and uh, I don't know if Nick Strider is a full time player or not. Uh, he's a mammoth human being, so mm-hmm. he's a great red zone target if you got him. Um, but the key name for me on this team is Joe Marzolano. He's been unable, I think, to get. Frank Tillicolotrella to play at a level I think that he can play at because we've talked about it at nauseum. Yeah, Frank needs to be better. He's he's physically gifted enough to yeah. be better. Yeah, he yeah. just needs to call better plays, make better decisions. Um, they this is promising because they they played a team who was more athletic than they are, younger than they are. Mm-hmm. Um, some familiar names like George Spano. On right. that team yeah. on Towers yep. FT, mm-hmm. not super familiar to us, but I saw like I, I couldn't see the game super well because it was two fields away from mine okay. while my game was happening, yeah. um, and the, our game was pretty fast paced, so I didn't catch as much of it as I like to. But um, what I did see was Frank only leading on Robert Dielsey. Which you can do, and you can Ro- look. Rob's good. Yeah, he's he's, a, he's a really reliable player. Yeah, but is it still Frank Tilly Colachella predetermining reads? Is it him forcing it to where he feels most comfortable? Um, the thing with Why So Serious is it's going to be it's going to depend on who they're facing, right? So like, yeah, they're they're they are the quintessential matchup dependent team. Yeah, um, they have a chance against Threat Level Midnight because I Threat Level so. Midnight aren't as explosive a team yeah. as some of the other teams in the division. Um, Chip Rock State University. As I'd see a win there. There's a win there as well. Maybe Gru's Crew. Maybe. So Back to the Future season looks. Four. Yeah. I'm torn. Part of me says that's that's a that's promising for, for Why So Serious, but given how long DLC and and uh, Frantilli Controller have worked together at this, they got to be further along. Yeah. So I'd like I I'm saying four wins. If they can get to six, seven wins, that's, that's really impressive. that's really that would be a success. And like they put up six points against Toon Squad. Toon Squad that is a cool. middle of the pack team. They sh- that's a team they should not beat up on, but that fine. It, it should have been it should have been on par. Like you lose that game twenty seven twenty six, you lose yeah. that game twenty seven nineteen. Sure. Or win it twenty eight well, yeah. twenty seven. Yeah, like you should have been in that game. Yeah, you can't put up six against their defense. They're good. They're they're an average defense, but with your experience, you shouldn't be going nine for twenty-seven and throwing two picks and one TD. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm inclined to 
I'm inclined to agree there. Um, but again, it's look. Let's not be bleak, right? They won. <laughs> they won. Yeah. They beat a, a team that was more athletic than they are. That's great. That's great. They have some size, which I like. Um, mm-hmm. And if they can, honestly, with their size, they can run all hooks sixty percent of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's a thing that like lower division teams don't do is you can mask all hooks because a lot of teams will run all hooks on first down, but second and third down is usually the best time to run all hooks yeah. because. It's easier to hide it into your your your, your play calling. Yes. Whereas like when teams know you're running it on first down, it's it's more risky to run because like okay, first down they always run all hooks, run man. But now on second and third down, especially They're like second and ten, third and ten, it it, it makes the next down more makeable if yes. you just complete a, a four or five yard hook. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And it's how you sustain drives. It's how you, it's how you limit interceptions. It's it's a stub. I was stubborn as hell. I had learned that lesson. It's like, hey, sometimes you just need to get four or five yards and yeah. and make the next down more makeable. And let the receivers do yeah. the work. Because that's the other thing. You throw a four-yard hook, guy misses a tackle, or the D, the DB just bails, and all of a sudden you have a first down. Yeah. yeah. Take it. Yeah. Take whatever's given to you. Yeah, you know? Exactly. So far, who's been the most impressive? Which has been the most impressive subdivision? And we'll go, let's do this top to bottom. Okay, Division 6. So, Group A, No Fly Zone, Maccabees, Why So Serious, Towers FT, Jiprock State University. Can, All right, can next. I just start by saying no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so next, like, next. Um, Jiprock State University, they've scored 12 points in three games. Um, Yikes. I don't, like, unless you're getting a lot of safeties, I don't even know how that's possible if you average it out <laughs> to four points a game. Two touchdowns. Um, Towers FT looked really good and then kind of looked kind of meh. Why So Serious have been kind of what we expected. Um, no fly zone looks good. No fly zone, I think. Uh, just looking at them here. Yeah. Um, again, some some of the more familiar. Uh, s- there's some familiar names, but a yeah, lot of new players here. Yeah. Um, I like uh, Ali Alvi, has been impactful so far. Uh, as has Lucas Gonzalez. Uh, Adam Wichi, you know, he he's been okay completing passes and moving the ball. Um. Not scoring enough. Not but scoring enough, considering. Um, but they are 2-0. They are 2-0. Uh, they did get that that free square week one against Jibrock yeah. uh, State University. Yeah. Which, by the way, again, Jibrock State, if you have if you have questions, you want to learn about the game, feel free to contact us. Um, All right, I Group B. I like this next group. Baby Rays, Don't Blink, Bananas, Dime Squad, MTL, Red Blacks. Yeah, this, this despite you know having a Bananas and a Dime Squad team at 1-2, and two, but, but they're good. Don't sleep on bananas. Uh, I know, I know. That's why I'm saying. Don't slip on bananas. Thanks, peas. <laughs> don't sleep on bananas. They're uncomfortable. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't use them as a pillow. Uh-huh. Uh, no, that's it. Despite their one yeah. and two records, both teams, they're not bad, actually. Dime Squad's played right after me a couple times in Bay Durfe, and they look good. They just got beat up by LaSalle Warriors Midget, yeah. like we saw last week on the show. But they're they're athletic. They, they got a pick six on, like, the second play of the game. Like, like well, Anthony Adonis really talented, and 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 no, sorry, I'm talking about Dime Squad. Oh my, 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 my And sorry. then and then yeah. equally, so, so I'll go, I'll go to bananas. And equally, bananas. Uh, Anthony Adonis reached out for some play calls. Yeah. Uh, Mike Adonis runs the same offense or similar offense that we run as well. So um, he's going to be getting those plays to Michael Orlando. Michael Orlando needs to chill and not look to run constantly. Uh, but again, <laughs> given that they have Adam Parasuko, who's insanely fast, they have Anthony Adonis, who's one of the better players in this division, mm-hmm. who's to me, uh, if the team is at least competent, he's a shoe in for an all star. 
he's already got three touchdowns, three interceptions. Through wow. three games. Okay. So uh, if he ends the season 10 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, he might be 2 a player of the year, right? So, like, yeah. um, they have that capacity. Um, now, Montreal Red Blacks Struggling. are the Struggling. lowest team in this, this tier. But they've scored 42 points through three games. It's That's not, not incompetent. Bad. You know? Mm. Um, they played Diamond Squad, who you like a lot. They played Bedway, Bedway Bandits, who... I was a big fan of last season. And they oh, played a close game against Don't Blink. And it's Liam Gilmore again throwing. So he's throwing in five and Division Six. Yeah. So that, that should help. Um, Interesting. They've been, they've been all right. All things considered, they've been all right. Right. Um, what's the next grouping? All right. Group C, Habibis, Fiddlers, Bitway Bandits, Toon Squad, Gru's Crew. So this, too, is really good. It, the Habibis, yeah. by the way, it's Zach Stacy also yeah. throwing in Division 6 with Nick DiMalo and David Weiss. It's like, oh, okay, they're going to be good. Uh, yeah. Fiddlers, give, the name gives me the creeps. Um, <laughs> so it's it's uh, a couple of guys from the Melons of yeah. years but past. But is throwing. Exactly. I like him better as a receiver. Yeah. I think if they had like a like a steady quarterback and Which they Manny didn't have. receiver. They don't have, I know. It was Alejandro Fonte was the most stable yeah. of quarterbacks. Uh, but look, he's giving it a shot. We praised Ryan Dobbs. Yeah, just like, but you're losing a guy who's such a good receiver. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, and uh, uh, I've been a big fan of uh, Leo Diacomacos, yep. uh, Nino Lombardi as well. Yeah. Uh, both guys who can have an impact on both sides of the ball in this yeah. division. Um, so, yeah. Betway Fiddlers, Bandits. Fiddlers, yeah. uh, Fiddlers and Betway Bandits is the, maybe the second and third best teams in here. Yeah. And even Toon Squad again. Uh, kind of a mid-pack team, but a mid-pack team that might be the fourth best team in your in your yes. in your this, subdivision. This, this to me, this is the hardest one. Yeah, uh, and Gru's crew is uh, gonna struggle, I think. All right, Group D: X Men, Wind Diesel, Top G, Pigeons, Threat Level, Midnight, th- Trailer Park Boys. That's good. It's an athletic division. Athletic division with with experience because you have Threat Level, Midnight, and Trailer Park Boys bringing division to the to the proceedings. Yeah. Uh, Wind Diesel, we talked about at ad- nauseum. X Men coming in with. A full playbook, chemistry having played together in junior, uh, athleticism, and top tier, in, incredibly athletic yeah. as well, yeah. um, and big physical yes, as yes, well. Yes, yes, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, that that one's going to be a fun uh, group group to follow for sure. Yeah, I like I like that, and I, I don't know a lot about pigeons. I don't know anything. They're uh, not very tasty. It's a it's a <laughs> they weird shit everywhere. Team name. Um, I don't know a single player on the team. <laughs> They're maybe from LaSalle. Maybe. You should know them. They're all Italian. These jokes don't Th- land well okay. when Pisa doesn't have a headset. I don't hear anything either. Oh, because I was like, uh, pigeons. Oh, they're, they're tasty. They're, they're tasty. Yeah. They shit everywhere. Yeah. yeah. He missed oh, all of it. Yeah. Right over his head. Yeah. Yeah. Not Just all Italians know each other, man. <laughs> oh, oh, I know. Yeah. I, I, I would guess I'm also double the rage. I'm doing that thing where it's 11 o'clock at night and I'm just. Spitting out facts. Group E. We're getting there. We're getting there. Almost done. Yeah, go for it. Back to the Future, Slippery Slopes, Wild Hogs, Mountain Dew Babies, FA Squad, and Seatown Spice. Ooh, this this one's the struggling division. Other than, I think, Back to the Future. uh, Wild Hogs are kind of plucky with uh, our boy playing quarterback. Who? Um, Plucky? Yeah, Jason Armenti. Oh, and Wild Hogs, yeah. And Wild Hogs. Um... No, no, they're 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 gonna they're, they're gonna, they're gonna be a, a top middle tier team, I think. 
Yes, uh, I think them and Dak to the Future are, are going to be uh, standouts in, in this group. Don't like Dak to the Future's name. Too fantasy. Yeah, yeah. But but as a as a team playing flag, they're 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 looking all right so far. Uh, I mean, they the Wild Hogs their loss came to Baby Ray, so not 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 the end of the world. And then they beat up on Toon Squad uh, with some FPF experience. I I think they're gonna those two teams are gonna. Somewhat steamroll through the but, uh, through the general, division. Like, I, even then, like I don't know if the future will steamroll. I think they'll be. Off. I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. But the rest are gonna struggle. This one's fun. And our last group: LaSalle Warriors, Midget, Dewey Molasses, Practice Squad Six, Demons, the Royals, and the Texas Chooches. I thought Royals would be better. Yeah, me too. Um, I I have a lot of hope for Ryan McGrath, but I guess the a quarterback. A, a quarterback Look, doesn't make a team by himself, right? Plus, so. losses to Baby Rays and Dewey Molasses by one point. Yeah, it's so, a tough schedule to start. And they have so Bentley Bandits next, Time Squad, LaSalle. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, they have they have a really tough schedule. I, I wrote this about this in my article. So, yeah. like, yeah, so more info on there for sure. Like, they, they have a tough schedule. Um, and how are Texas Chooches? You played with them. New quarterback, well, uh, he, he, uh, guy who has flag, some flag, MFL flag experience, but not as a quarterback. He's giving it out. I gave him some of the plays that we uh, that I was we say, did, you, did you add him to the family tree? Yes, he's he's now an extension. Uh, he, he has a terrible name for quarterback. Tyler Cousins. Yeah, yeah, the Cousins. Because all our games are at night, <laughs> so prime time. Yeah, prime time. Show up, show up, Tyler. Um, yeah, it was it was especially tough given that like five subs that had never played flag came to play and didn't know what a 10 yard hook was and like a fly was do i keep running downfield <laughs> it's yeah. that that th when those things are being asked in the huddle it's that's going to be tough yeah, Dov Vaz giving a uh, so i think what we decided was uh the top end of yes. group f is great yeah but uh group d being really strong and group c being really strong as well yeah yeah i think that's it um <laughs> Finally, Div two. Um, when got when will get skills win their first? Uh, when will they get their first win? <laughs> and it's gonna be harder and harder as the night goes on. I'm I'm exhausted, man. <laughs> Terror Squad, Vengeance, KGP, Reefs two point their their next games. The Is next next week or never. Uh, never. I think, Jeez. I think so. I think so. I think it's. You think they're winning this week? They ha they need to, or else they don't get a win. The rest that's of the a season. different question that I didn't ask. <laughs> no, it's this week. It's next but week. Do you think they'll win this week? Oh, sorry. <laughs> was my question. <laughs> yes, it'll be close, but yes, I'll give them the edge. I will say, Godskills in the past they've they've won games you don't expect, but I, that's just a rough run of games. Yeah, and like, but uh, and then like they get blessed in week ten. By then, I think Bless will be more settled in the division. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they they they, they should have beat Touch Four Fettle. Yes, that um, that one's gonna hurt. Now they're gonna look back and they're like, "Damn it, we didn't make the playoffs." Because so how many how many won. wins for God Skills? Max two. Uh, max three. Max three. Yeah. It's it it it's a toss up with the Killer Bees. Three and seven. That's man. That got skills was like high up there in a couple years ago, and we're I don't know. But again, like giving them three and seven. That's rough. 
Like but Nick Nick and Dave Santoma are amazing. Yeah. Um yeah. and they you know, they have Dave Deschamps, solid player. Laurent Foucault was amazing. Yeah. Um but it's just that again, like there are these like quote unquote super the combination of like these quote unquote super teams, just really well built ro- rosters, uh combined with like guys like like Joe Mayer and, and um Kevin Wyatt. <laughs> Kevin Wyatt throwing in division two. And KGP, you know, having now and played. K- and then you have, like, the, the again, just teams that work well together, like Moretti and KGP, mm-hmm. to your point. Yeah. That's, I'm going max three wins. That's tough to say, but I think that's the reality. Kevin Wyatt, we discussed at uh, Nazim last week, is on pace for 73 touchdowns. He's got 22 so far. <laughs> is he going to obliterate the touchdown passing record? And should there be a rule that just Kevin Wyatt can't throw in Division Two? By the way, do there was a, a comment that, like, Wyeth is not the GOAT because he's throwing in Division 2. He's also throwing in Division 2. So, it's said wrong. It's he's throwing yeah. Division 1. He's also throwing in Division 2. Yeah. And he's destroying Division 2. And it should be said, he's the GOAT and he's throwing in Division 2. Yeah. <laughs> it's I think that's more the issue. I think what people also don't realize is that given that his cap hit is so high as quarterback, which hits your offense, it also means you have to go find underrated receivers so you can build a Division 2 team because, one, you're using up 94 points of the cap. Two, you're penalizing your overall team cap because you're way over the Div 2 how much, cap. How much are they being penalized? Uh, it's like 20 points or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's 20 points less. Considerable. Season. Something yeah. to that degree. So not only are you eating up a lot, you're also penalizing the rest of the team. So, yeah, the rest of your receiving core are budget receivers. And I say yeah, that. The, the, but the budget, I mean, the budget James receivers Drysdale. James Drysdale, Michael Kazaka, Lanny Antonio Brothers. Lanny, and the Submergence. But I mean... This is the this is the type of roster. budget <laughs> budget receivers. This is the type of roster you Quote need em. to build to yeah. fit this team, right? You don't have any Pat Jerome Division One yet, or or just got to Division or One, or are playing Division One. Yeah. But that's it. You just got there, basically. Yeah. You don't have your Mike Persaints. You don't have your AJ Gomes. You don't have your Pat Jerome's of the world. Matt Kurowak. <laughs> what do you mean you don't have your okay, Mike Persaints? But, but, but he's old. He's old and slow. <laughs> not the same. He's like nineteen kids now. He had fun in different. He's not the same guy. He subbed for me. Yeah, four. he always yeah, eats up lower divisions when he plays there. Yep. Uh, yes, he's gonna hit seventy touchdowns. Damn, yeah, yeah. he 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 will. What is the record he goes for a season? In the mic, please. Speak in the mic. Oh, what is the record for a season? For a single season, in terms of touchdowns, yeah. Uh, individual season records. Uh, <laughs> it is controlled by Kevin Wyeth at sixty-six. Followed by Kevin Wyeth at 65. <laughs> followed by Kevin Wyeth at 63. Yeah, I see the argument for someone else being the best. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think he adds another one to that list. Yeah. Yeah, he's going he's gonna, to yeah, bust it. That's crazy. He's throwing two interceptions, though. Kind of, kind of slacking. 20, uh, 11 to 1. He's the new norm. We unfortunately norm. don't have a record for most interceptions in a season. It's going to be a lot, though. Oh, man. He's going he's, he's gonna to hit 70. I, I think you will. Holy crap! <laughs> they they've they've not scored less than forty four points <laughs> against Party Crushes Blue, who are a version of a Division One team as well, yep. right? So, mm-hmm. um, and they play they play touch foot four five zero. Killer Bees oh. got skills. Moretti is <laughs> that that that's a rough matchup for Moretti. Like we talk about how good they are as a team, but yep. that's gonna be tough for yep. them. Yeah, it's gonna be tough for anyone going up against Wyeth. But it's f- it's cool, in some way, to face off against yeah. Kevin Wyeth. 
Yeah. You're like, okay, that's what all the talk's about. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> instead it's, of, it's, a, it's a present to see at field level. Instead of us coming to you, Kevin Wyatt is coming Co- down <laughs> to play you. <laughs> he goes to your house and then <laughs> knocks over all your furniture and breaks he, your plates. He is the one who eats knocks. Eats all your food. He is the one who knocks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who needs to win more Monday night? KGP or run it once? Uh, KGP is one and two. Run it once. It's two and one. So why do we think that run it once absolutely need the win more? I didn't ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was surprised to see run it once in, the, in Mo's question there. Um, maybe it's because of upcoming. Maybe it's because of the upcoming schedule. So you take a look at KGPs. Yeah, I'll, I'll, well, I, I or, open or run, run it once. once. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I already have KGPs open. Okay, so. good. So well, they they face each other. Sure. Uh, but then after that, uh, run it once has party crashes, bloom already, blessed. There's not some sick. I, I don't think they're out of it in any of these games, K- though. KGP has a tougher one. God Skills, Terror Squad, Braves 2.0, Vengeance, Moretti, and then Touch Football. So for two reasons, Yes. KGP needs it more. Yes. Um, Harder schedule and the one and two start. Yeah, they, they, uh, they lost to Blessed. Blessed, again, had a rough week one, but already looking more like themselves. Yeah. Um, they got wrecked by Urgence Medzik. Yeah. But again, we talked about Origins Mizik is a Division One team playing in Division Two. Right, mm-hmm. they're ducking. Yeah, so it's fine. And again, it's Four also weeks in also row. week one. Yeah, um, but yeah, Origins Mizik like they looking at what they've done so far. They're another team like they've also not scored less than forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to put up eighteen, that was Cutler. And, uh, but week one, Th- throw it, throw it out, throw yeah. out week one. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you. Yeah, it was Quasi Gordon Mall throwing in week one. That's why and eighteen yeah. points. Yeah, that's uh, that's fine. Quasi Quasi's getting better and better, but he's not Div two yet. Yeah, so he would he would agree with that. I think. Yeah, yeah. Eagle, let's do it. Games of the week. Let's make this tight. Yay! I'll go first. I'll go first. Division four. In and out to Heartbreak Kids. Heartbreak Kids. Heartbreak Kids. Vultures. Ball don't lie. Ball. Ball. Golden Eagles. Reet. 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 Voodoo. Fourth and Schlong. Uh, fourth and Schlong. Fourth. Jets playing Blue Dreamers. Blue Dreamers. BD. Mangoose Hot Sauce Sports. Can't pick it. Hot Sauce Sports by 50. I'll go Hot Sauce. Sheriff Bruins. Um, Sheriff. Bruins. Yeah, give me Sheriff. Bruins. Friends with Danny. Beset and Sipot. Beset. Friends. Top G's Diamond Bougie. Uh, Diamond Bougie. Yeah, I'll go Diamond Bougie. The Baby Magic. Kiss my in-laws. In-laws. Can't pick it. Cunning Stunts Hot Sauce Sports. Can't pick it. Hot Sauce Sports by 50. Cunning Stunts. Mofos. What? Wide open bar. Mofos. Mofo. Tia Moko Sanogo Mofos. Balls deep, still crate. Still crate. Balls deep. Les Bleu Branla, Trap Stars. Trap Stars. Uh, trap Stars. All right. Coed Division 2. Badgers, deep balls. Badgers. Badgers. Fireball, Flamingos. Fireball. Fireball. Kiss my end zone, Team Rocket. End zone. Can't pick it. Bench Warmers, the IG team. Uh, bench warmers. Bench warmers. Fit squad, hungry hippos. Uh, fit squad. Fit squad. Block party, the villains. The villains. Villains. Flashbang team, fighting tigers. Tigers. Fighting tigers. Division one, flag one sack, bulldogs. FMS. Flag. Double straddle, Braves. 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 Kangaroos, all stars. Ooh, fun. Ooh. Oh, give me kangaroos. All stars. KGP plus, party crashers. Uh, plus. Plus. Coed three, fast not furious three, canucule. Uh, three. FNF. Michael Scott's Tots, half and half. Half and half. Michael Scott's Tots. Block Party, Paquer. 
Fuck hair. Fuck hair. Sneaky snakes, la sec. La sec. La sec. 5 and 0. 5 and a championship. 5A. Save the turf, those glory boys. Turfed. Uh, turfed. Rico Riders, red knot skins. Uh, not. Red knot skins. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings, him university. Uh, him. Uh, Buffalo. Big fat batch, the Tokyo Sandblasters. BFB. BFB. No friend zone, ice up. Uh, ice up. Can't pick it. Les Petits Carottes, the process. Uh, Petit Carottes. LPC. 5B, Red Dragons, no punt intended. Uh, Red Dragons. For Red Dragons. Brewers, Team Sexy. Sexy. Show, show the sexy. Stormers, Bleu. Blues. Stormers. Uh, Stormers. Him, you, Vic in a box. Him, you. Vic. No punt intended, cover three. Cover three. No punt. Les Bleu Dry, what could have been? What could have been? Good matchup. What could have been? a fun one on that. Green Monster, Pocket Rockets. Green Monster. Green Monster. Primetime Bulldogs. Primetime. Go Primetime. Ball So Hard You, Warriors. 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 Wolf, Primal. 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 Co-Ed Division 1, Kiss My Outlaws, Ballbusters. Outlaws. Outlaws. Power Rangers, Party Mix. Uh, ooh, fun. Power Rangers. Power What's Rangers. Cool? Girl Scouts, Les Bleu. Les Bleu. Girl Scouts. Les Petits Fuck, Free Smoke. Free Smoke. LPP. Power Rangers, Fast Not Furious. Fast Not Furious. Fast Not Furious. Fast Not Furious, the Justice League. Justice League. Fast Not Furious. The Justice League, easy fun. Justice League. Justice League. Division 3, easy W, the Infantry. 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 Air Force 1, Mangoose. 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 KGP Rob, Beer Belly Brigade. Triple B. BBB. Junkyard Dogs, Alpha Dogs. No, you said it wrong. <laughs> no, Junkyard Dogs, Alpha Dogs. There you go. You to, you no, do, Alpha Dogs has to be louder because it's all caps. Junkyard Dogs. JYD. Uh, we have... Blue Chips. Uh, Blue Chips Preach. I lost my place. Thanks, peace. <laughs> Blue Chips. Uh, Preach. Uh, bear Skins, Blue's Clues. Skins. B bear Skins. Mongoose, Jif. Mongoose. <laughs> Mongoose. Les Gros Cocs, Les Verschwalles. Verschwalles. Gros Cocs. Une phrase bien fournie, a rouge. A uh, rouge. A rouge, False Kings. That's what she said, Backyard Bullies. Uh, that's what she said. That's what she said. Division 1 for women, Montreal U, Bees. 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 Brut Fleur de Lis. Uh, Brut. Fleur de Lis. Ghosted Torrents. Ghosted. Ghosted. Torrents, Bleu Pou. Bleu Pou. Bleu Pou. Fit Squad, Vortex. 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 Bleu Pou, Les Bleus. Uh, les Bleus. Les Bleus. Close. Division 2 Women's, Linkset, Wildcats. Linkset. Linkset. Wolfpack, Phoenix. Wolfpack. Phoenix. Les Loups, Steelers. Uh, les Loups. Oh, no, uh, Steelers. Uh, Steelers Red Nation Extreme Bullets Red Nation <laughs> Red Nation You learned your lesson? <laughs> Carababe Lee Ibu Carababes Carababes Alright 35 plus JMJ FPF FPF uh, FPF Polvige Paramount Polvige Paramount Pacemakers Monster 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 Gladiator Rainmakers Gladiator Gladiator Division 6 Sea Town Spice Trailer Park Boys what was it? Sea Town Spice Trailer Park <laughs> I'm Boys. I'm falling asleep. Uh, trailer Park Boys. <laughs> the, the boys. Baby Rays, Dewey Molasses. Sweet Baby Rays. Baby Rays. FA Squad, Slippery Slopes. Slippery Slope. Uh, FA Squad. Top G, Pigeons. Top G. Top G. Wind Diesel, Texas Chooches. Wind Diesel. Wind Diesel. Dime Squad, Demons. Dime Squad. Dime Squad. Mountain Dew Babies, Wild Hogs. Wild Hogs. Wild Hogs. Threat Level Midnight, Why So Serious? TLM. TLM. The Habibis, No Fly Zone. 
the Habibis. Habibis. Towers FT, Maccabees. Towers FT. Maccabees. Back to the Future, X-Men. 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 Fiddler's Bananas. 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 The Royals, Betway Bandits. Betway. Betway. And Division 2, Got Skills, Terror Squad. Um, got uh, t- Terror Squad. It's close. It's really close. Got Skills. Blessed, Party Crashers Blue. Blessed. Blessed. Braves 2.0, Killer Bees. Braves. Braves. Party Crashers Blue, Moretti Crime Family. Moretti. Moretti. KGP, Run It Once. Run It Once. KGP. Touch Foot 450, Vengeance. 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 Oh. Hey, <laughs> this was the show. <laughs> I am shot. I thought I... My back, my side is in immense pain. I thought I was like having, like my holding my pee in, and I thought that was the pain, and I forgot. Nope, I have just pain from falling yesterday on the concrete. I made a pick. I made a pick. I got an interception, and I'm like on the one-inch padding, and then took a slip on the cement. You know, Iggy, you should have checked your emails. You're supposed to be careful for the sidelines. There's no netting there. That's not what it's on the wrong side of the netting. Yeah, but you're supposed to assume there's always someone on the other side yes, of the field. Not the cement. You assume there's cement on the other side of the field. Ouch. Um, well, thank you for everything you did today. Thank you. Um, it's, uh, it's a long show. Good night. Show. Um, thank you for everyone who's reached out. The players who reached out to come yeah. talk to us and then. It helps us cover the league. It really does. Yeah. A lot of players, by the way, for the three of us, they really said Tomas Kutsu, Zach Stacy, like love the show, wanna hear, you know, hear you guys on Fridays and part of their routine. Yeah. I know uh, Felix Boutet is another one. They go, it's part of their routine, they love the show, so like the the work's being noticed for sure. Not for sure. And it's it's super appreciated. Um, we do this because we love it. Um, and we're happy that it's appreciated by the community. We appreciate you. And and you know, when, from when we started doing the show, it's never something we had to do. It's value we added to our community, to our customers, because uh, of how important you are all to our community. Uh, so thank you for that, Eagle. Thank you for everything you did today. Uh, thanks for the coffee. Thanks for the yeah. Christmas gift. And most of all, thank you all for letting me be myself. Put the place up.